is Free Talk Live. It is the live Saturday edition of the program. You can dial toll-free, bring up whatever you want, 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features, they are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com is the place to go. And like those other talk show hosts that want to charge you for their websites, ours is free. So enjoy it. Freetalklive.com. We start by going right into your phone calls. And then coming up, a blogger has been arrested in the United States. This may be a first. Uh, We'll get to that, but your calls are the primary element. So we start with Ryan in Washington. Ryan, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Hey, guys. Long-time listener, first-time caller. Ryan, Um, welcome. What's on your mind tonight, sir? I was just browsing one of my uh, one of my communities uh, online communities actually opencarry.org and um, somebody threw out the idea of uh, starting up a gun commune where you know there'd be like uh, a bunch of people that uh, get together and agree to set up a community range and and live close to each other and and things like that and uh, it just got me thinking you know got the juices flowing and I, I thought of the idea of what about a liberty commune you know people are always asking like in a free market society how would the roads work how would there be police. You know, if a bunch of you guys got together and just decided, you know, we're all going to sign agreements to live with each other, we're going to buy this big old plot of land out, you know, somewhere rural, we're going to put our own roads together. I mean, it would, like, answer all the questions in a very visceral sort of way. So I just kind of wanted to toss that idea out there and, you know, maybe spur some discussion from the listeners. Isn't that kind of a Galt's Gulch idea where, I mean, I've never read the Atlas Shrugged, but I kind of understand what the some of the ideas are, that the concept that liberty-minded people should just get together into some sort of enclave, basically. So that's what you're getting at? Yeah, I think that's kind of the idea. I've never read Atlas Shrugged either, but that's kind of what I was, was, was thinking when I read this post. Okay, so. well, thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. Uh, to answer the question... I would say, sure, go for it. I think that there's somebody I – mean, we talk about the Free State Project a lot on this show. We're members who moved to New Hampshire uh, to achieve more liberty in our lifetime. And there are different areas. Uh, people have moved to different areas of New Hampshire, and some of them are trying to recruit people to their areas. And I believe there's somebody with a big plot of land out in uh, Grafton, New Hampshire, that's parting that out to, to different people. Doing just people. that, yeah. Yeah, so I believe that's, that's actually happening. Though uh, some might say, well, I don't know if it's that good of an idea to – have all these liberty-minded people living so close together? What if the government comes in and does a Waco on them, right? What if what if that goes down? Well, that would be awful. Um, I'm sure those folks are well aware that that's a possibility, and I don't know what they plan on doing about a situation like that were it to, de- were it to develop, uh, because odds are good if they decide to do that to you, you're probably going to end up dead. Uh, yeah, it's not going to be good. Um, and I, I, there's going to be charges uh, of all different sorts leveled against them too. Ch- chances are the uh, chances are very good they'll be a, of a sexual nature. Um, you know, mm. they child pornography, uh, molesting kids out if here in the kids, woods. If there's kids there, of course the kids will be uh, you know um, be in, in sexual danger. There'll be all kinds of stories leveled against them, whether it's happening or not. So you live out in the woods, Mark, yep. uh, but you're not necessarily in a what he described as a communal situation with anybody you're not sharing any gun range or anything like that i have or, some uh, uh space on my land and um when you know when when about once a month uh, liberty-minded people come out and do some shooting there right but there's no real uh there's nothing more to it than that there's no community aspect necessarily i mean you know your neighbors and your neighbors you like your neighbors yeah. they, they didn't move for liberty or anything like that but they they're people that you get along with 
Uh, I think it's difficult to find adjacent pieces of land like that. You know, it's I'm, tricky. You got to wait for them to come up on the marketplace or go and offer somebody a whole lot of money to move out of their house, right? Right. Or um, if you buy a big giant piece of land and then parting it up um, is, is difficult because you always have to pay somebody to to part it up. It costs right. you know thousands and thousands of dollars to uh, get somebody to draw little lines on a map. And I'm not sure how many of the activists, and I'm sure there are people that want this. I just don't know how many of them there are. I don't know how many liberty-minded people are wanting to start from scratch, you know, just get some raw land. Yeah, I'm not really interested in building a new town. Right. uh, Start laying down new pavement, running power lines, getting some sort of power facility up and running, you know, doing all of the infrastructure things that that have already been done. I think that what's attracting a, a lot of people to this movement is the idea that, well, if we just bring enough people who believe the same thing into the same geographic region as we're doing with the Free State Project, then we can affect change. And we were talking about this last night on the show because we had an email come in from somebody who was just a defeatist. And he said, well, it's never going to work because it's never going to work. And I pointed out, well, it worked for the socialists in Vermont. They moved in there in the 1970s, and they've made some real socialisty changes oh, there. Oh, yes, they have. Just uh, ask the Vermonters. Right. Uh, and the, the native Vermonters or whatever? Yeah, the, the, ones, the ones that are, you know, have, have been there so for commies. Yeah, th- th- 30 years. And, you know, there's there's different ranges of them from just sort of the uh, left leftist sort, which I don't have that big of a problem with, to, uh, you know, those that uh, want to get rid of corporations entirely, which, you know, like I agree that corporations... Uh, <sighs> Well, they're you know tools of the government to shield people from their responsibilities. However, I don't think that simply because you're a corporation, you know, you're in a corporation, you're evil. So you've got the uh, the socialists that moved into Vermont. You've got, of course, the Mormons that moved into Utah, and there are more examples of this. People who are of a similar mindset making a, a deliberate effort to actually get together. And then from there, build the society that they're looking for. So, again, I think there are probably people that appreciate the idea of really creating it from scratch. I just don't know how many of those folks there are. I like the uh, the amenities of the city that I live in. Uh, we live in uh, I live in Keene, New Hampshire, and I, I like the convenience of it all. What I don't like is that the government, and it's not just here, it's all governments. So your governments, too, where you live or the people calling themselves government, these are people that are providing products and services, some of them which may be valuable in the marketplace, like, you know, clearing the roads and leaf pickup or whatever. They're providing these products and services, but the problem is, and this is the only thing that really needs to get resolved, the problem is they're using, uh, they're doing it by the threat of violence. They're doing it, as um, uh, Chairman Mao would have said, at the barrel of a gun. That's what all political power grows out of. Right. Every and, government and people, program. And people might say that, well, the garbage guy doesn't come to my house with an AK-47 slung over his shoulder. What are you not. talking about? Nor well, do the city councilors come right. and you know, molest Government you. doesn't have to walk around with guns because people know that they'll use them um, if exactly. it comes down to it. So it's the same manner that if a guy stops you on the street and uh, you know, robs you, says, I've got a gun in my pocket I'm, and I'm going to shoot you if you don't give me your wallet. Well, he doesn't have to pull out the gun. He doesn't have to do anything. Has he still has he has he robbed you just by saying that? I say he has. Well, what I what I think needs to happen is a paradigm shift, and I think it's going to be it's going to require more than just you know a hundred activists moving together and uh, just t- turning some piece of land into some liberty paradise or something like that. Uh, people around this country and around the world need to come to understand that if what they want in life is to be free, and I, I know not everybody wants that, 
Some people want to be burdened by the state and all of their demands, and they want to have somebody tell them what to do and tell them how to live their lives. And I say to them, great, you enjoy yourself. You can have plenty of that. In fact, you can have all of that that you want uh, in this world. But I think that uh, if we really want to evolve mankind, if we want to, to move along down the road toward uh, the road of evolution and take the next great step, I think that's the step of allowing our neighbors to be free. And I think that's a really important step for people to understand on a, on a massive scale. Homo voluntarius? What's that? Homo voluntarius? Sure. Whatever you want to call it. Where people get along on a consensual basis. And it's not, an, it's not really that radical of a concept. Right. Most you people know, interact voluntarily when you look all at the day. His, when you look at the history of man, it went from tribalism to you know, some sort of coercive government where some big strong guy essentially you know, told people what to do. And he owned all the land and you know, that's, that's what a king was. Well, and, and, it hasn't you know, changed the, much. You no, know, it hasn't. Now the king is whoever the elected officials are, the majority right. of them, uh, the, you know, the, the majority of the people that go out and vote, which usually in local elections is like 10%. So 5% of the people tell the rest of the people what to do. And it's, um, you know, they, they own all the land. If you don't think that the government owns your land, just try tr- stopping paying your property taxes. Yeah. I mean, all that is. We saw what happens there is, this it's, week. It's a tribute to the to the uh, the Lord, mm-hmm. and that's that's how it goes. So I mean, we haven't evolved much beyond feudalism at this point. People, you know, they you, you teach your kids in school that feudalism was when they had vassals and knights and all that stuff. Well, just take out the king. And tell me that we don't swear allegiance to this government. Tell, t- tell me that the government doesn't own all the land and doesn't decide who lives and who dies. Tell us that. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. The, the idea that anybody owns any property in this country is an illusion. And we discovered that uh, this week as uh, the bureaucrats here in Keene decided to steal some houses from some they people. They do it all over the country. They do it all over the country. They could be happening where you are, and you just don't know about it because you're not paying attention. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial toll-free. It's the Saturday edition of the program, 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are totally free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, Those features, by the way, including archives. If you've missed a moment of the show, click and download. They're right there on the front page of the website. In fact, just posted the entire month of March in one easy-to-download torrent form. You can see that over at freetalklive.com, and it's free. You got a bunch of unused baby stuff or kid stuff lying around the house? Well, give it to somebody who needs it. Go to two small for me.com. That's the numeral two, small, the numeral four, me.com. You can save money by gram- grabbing donated items that they have there and take advantage of the coupons and freebies. It's easy to use, and all features on the site are absolutely free. Don't stash it. Trash it. Two small for me.com. Let's continue with your phone calls about whatever you want. We'll talk to Stephen in Colorado. Stephen, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi there. It is... Uh Saturday night, normally a busy night for you guys, so I thought it might be fun to talk about something provocative. Oh, boy. Uh, I'd like to talk about why the Constitution sucks. The Constitution of the United States of America? Yes, indeed. Okay, so why does it suck? Well, uh, we can follow Lysander Spooner and say um, that the Constitution has either uh, given us the government that we we have, uh, or it's been powerless to stop uh, the growth of this government, and therefore it's unfit to exist. But specifically, and and uh, something that, um, oh, what was the guy that was the host last night? I forgot his name. Nice guy. 
uh, Anarchy in Your Head guy. Dale, Dale from AnarchyInYourHead.com. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes. Dale piqued my curiosity because he said that he has uh, an article someplace in one of his files that talked about uh, how the, the government could have grown even if they had just followed the Constitution by the letter. One thing that I um, was reading recently was an argument between the, between a Federalist and an Anti-Federalist back in the uh, uh, late 1700s when they were uh, kicking around the idea of the Constitution, and the Anti-Federalist says, listen here, well, the Federalist said, hey, you know, you Anti-Federalists, you don't have to worry about this government growing very large. In fact, right here it says that Article 1, Section 8, these, I think it's 20 or 21 things, this is all this government is allowed to do. And the Anti-Federalist wrote back and said, yeah, you know what, if you read that literally, and you read the uh, the, the paragraph preceding that list and the, the paragraph that comes after it, you don't see anything in there that says that these are the only things that this Congress is authorized to do. So since these aren't the only things, then obviously this Congress at some point, his opinion was, was that this Congress was going to decide to do all sorts of other things. And, of course, now we have the TSA, the DEA, the Department of Education, Energy House. He was right. Et cetera, well, et cetera, et cetera. the intent of that is, uh, the intent of the Ninth and Tenth Amendments is to limit the, the, the growth of government. I mean, tenth, the Tenth Amendment says power is not delegated to the United States by the Constitution nor prohibited by it to the states are reserved to the states respectively or to the people. Mm-hmm. Right. But words on paper uh, have, you know, as Patrick Henry, uh, one of my heroes, and uh, uh, John C. Calhoun both explained and wrote about uh, often, you know, uh, they said that the uh, that words on paper don't really mean much, you know. That Clearly these, these they don't. Clearly they, clearly they don't mean much to anybody in Washington, right. D.C., except as an excuse to just pander to the voters. Well, I'm a constitutional scholar or sure. whatever. You know, I think there's a lot that could be done to the, uh, you know, the Constitution or, or the writing of another one that uh, would limit the growth of government a great deal. However, um, that getting that done at this point would be completely impossible. You would either have to pass nope. an amendment, uh, which would be very, very difficult. Well, you could write your own constitution. You, you, yeah, you could. Uh, but In fact, I think that's kind of a neat idea. We were on the radio t- uh, today on this morning show here in uh, it's a Saturday morning political Finish my show. thought here, or you'd okay, have to have ahead. a constitutional convention. Go ahead. Radio today. So, so uh, in regards to creating your own constitution, this morning we were kind of holding the feet to, uh, the, the city councilors' feet to the flame here in Keene, New Hampshire, because they stole some people's houses or voted to steal houses this week. Let's call it property, because even though there were houses on it, people weren't living in those um, houses. So, Well, actually, what happened was they voted to steal the houses, and then the people who were going to have their houses slash property stolen from them paid up at the last moment. So they did vote to steal, to throw people out of their homes. It's just they ponied up at the last moment. And so one of the counselor's excuses for her behavior after call after call accused her of, of engaging in stealing. This is stealing. You're taking something from somebody who believed they owned something and by all evidence did own something. You're taking it from them. And as you say, Mark, this goes on all across the country. They're called tax sales or tax deeds. Whenever people drop back in uh, not being able to pay property taxes, in this case, it's because of the uh, the down economy. I mean, these people are having a tough time. And so well, they, they, they haven't paid since 2005. The economy wasn't down then. They just chose not to pay for whatever, whatever. reason. They're, they're having a tough time. And she said that it's not at one point she got very frustrated and she said, well, it's not stealing because it's the law. Now, I'm paraphrasing there, but that's essentially what she said. It's not stealing. It's the law. We're just following the law. So therefore, it's not stealing. So apparently when the law says you can take something that's not yours, it's not stealing. 
And now all the law is, as you pointed out, you talk about the Constitution that's supposed to be the highest law of the land. The law is just words on paper written down by men and women. Some of them signed their names to it, but most of us, in fact, 99.999% of us, never signed anything in regards to their laws. So if all it takes to legitimize theft is to have some words written down on a piece of paper, then it should be all right for us to get together. Let's. How many original signers of the Constitution? You know, a couple dozen of them, maybe? Let's get yeah, together with 50 people. Let's get together with 50 people, declare our independence, write up our own Constitution, put our names on it, and then we can start sending out bills to all the city bureaucrats, and we can send men with guns to their house and throw them out of their houses when they don't pay, and that won't be considered stealing. I think you're stealing. missing a, a key part there is uh, those, uh, those, those people that attended the Constitutional Conventions were elected by uh, you know the, the people that went and voted in their com- particular community. So we hold an election, and so, then we go right, to a Constitutional really, however, Convention. What you have to ask yourself is is it okay if 51 percent of the people in town decide that well you can't have any money if they want to just or you know do whatever if they want to you know beat you in the middle of town square or whatever it is that they want to do if 51 percent decide that that's okay is it okay well how far are we from that today right thanks well and then the other point though is that those men who uh, went to the constitutional convention were charged with looking into the Articles of Confederation and determining if there should be amendments made to it or changes made to it. They were not authorized to create a new government. In fact, quite a few members, hmm. two or three of them, uh, walk, you know, stormed out of the place because they saw what it was. Basically, it was a, uh, a coup d'etat. Interesting point, Stephen. Thank you for the call tonight at 800-259-9231. The Articles of Confederation were uh, powerless to prevent that, too. So if we had this election, Mark... And uh, we elected people to go have their little constitu- have a little constitutional convention where we write up our own constitution. Then what would make that any less legitimate than the one that they supposedly are, uh, you know, adhering to today, which we all know they aren't? What would make our constitution, the new constitution, less legitimate? Just the fact that it's newer is that would would that be people's excuse? That's what I want to know from you at eight hundred. 259-9231. And does that legitimize theft at that point? Can we then send you a... Pro- uh, we'll just write something up, uh, to print it up on uh, Microsoft Word. Property tax bill. You owe... We've determined that your house is worth this and that you owe XXX, right? Yep. And then if they don't pay within uh, six months, we'll put a we'll put a lien on their house and send some men with guns to go take well, it. That's a, not stealing because it's then the law, right? It's, it's our law. It's obviously a ridiculous uh, thing to say. However, how much less ridiculous is what we've got? That's exactly what we've got. Well, you've got the majority of, uh, majority of voters uh, no, you deciding don't. on representatives. Okay, majority of voters, but that's not even a majority of people. Not that that would legitimize it anyway. 800-259-9231. Why is theft not theft when somebody writes something down on a piece of paper and calls it a law? That's what I'd like to know. You got an answer? It's Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's the Saturday edition of the show, and you can dial toll-free. Bring up whatever you want, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. Features free including the bulletin board system. We've got over 450,000 posts. There's a lot to talk about there from serious issues to fun stuff. Find it all at bbs.freetalklive.com. Also at freetalklive.com, you'll find the Adult Friend Finder banner. 
It's the world's largest adult social networking website and sex personals. Over 19 million members. Let them help you find that sexy someone to hook up with tonight. Adult Friend Finder. See their banner at freetalklive.com. We continue with your phone calls about whatever you want. It's Mike listening to KGEZ in Kalispell, Montana. Hello, Mike. Hey, Mike, are you there? Hi. You're on the air, sir. Hey. Go for it. What's on your mind? Hey, you know... Yes, there is things wrong with the Constitution, um, but they're very minute compared to what the real problem is. What the is that problem? problem is, the real problem is you, I, and everybody else. Okay. Can you expound um, on long that? Time, long time ago, there was a, um, people that, that – see, the Constitution basically lays out, as we well know, and we've discussed thoroughly, checks and balances, because um, any power that absorbs the other powers um, creates a dictatorial um, tyranny. Mm-hmm. and that's where we're at today is basically you and I and the rest of the people can want something, but those that are actually in control of the government get what they want. Right. I want the Constitution to be followed, and uh, the government doesn't. Right, exactly. Because so if the Constitution have... was written, say, with uh, some teeth, you know, for instance, uh, any any uh, national uh, politician that is found to be uh, violating this document shall be hung at noon on uh, this, you know, on the mall at Washington in Washington D.C. Like that might have gone a, a little step towards that, right? And like maybe instead of majority, uh, the majority of the Rep- House of Representatives, seventy-five eh, percent of them or ninety percent of them had to vote in order to get something, uh, you know, passed. I would, to me, it seems like if a law is a good idea, ninety percent of these, uh, you know, these these paid politicians should agree, be able to agree on that. Then you probably wouldn't have the two party system that we currently have, or or something like that. But the Constitution didn't do any of that. So, to me, it's a flawed. And uh, you know, at this point, at this point, obviously the the politicians aren't using it. So I don't know why we should reference it. Well, it's because we have been sucked into a paradigm that's many generations old. Oh yes. Um, the federal government is only supposed to be a secretary uh, for our goodwill, not our boss. And so what happened is the government became our boss, and we tried to find ways to please him like a hungry giant and feeding him our young. Mm-hmm. The, the, the thing is, is that the government is not supposed to be a giant. It is supposed to be our servant. It's supposed to be a tool to help with trade and tariffs and and, and in peace agreements, it, it is not meant to rule our lives, pay our Social Security, to run our governments, to pave our highways. No, that is for our own states. And, our, and what happened is basically we revisited 1769 is where we're at right now, is that uh, our representative government uh, to the king is failing us. And as it incrementally gets worse with taxation and job loss, and foreign wars of French and Indian War, whatever you have, you Iraq, and as it, it entangles and, and money makers are making their money and prolonging the war, not looking for victory, so they can sell more jeeps, hum, Humvees, and missiles and two, two, three bullets. Things that go boom. Um, our people are getting restless and they want to throw themselves away from this. And the problem is every avenue to in goodwill voting. Uh, money. They control the making of money. They control the voting machines. Mm-hmm. There is no avenue for peaceful um, representation. I agree with and all of that. How, however, what you'd called in on was that the Constitution is, uh, you know, this hallowed document that uh, we have failed, not it has failed us. And would it make you feel better if I said that the Magna Carta failed us too? Well, I, I don't want to talk about the Magna Carta because okay. it's many centuries old, and it, it doesn't even come close to the comparison of the for, uh, Constitution. It was a, it was a. Neither one of them between, has kept us free. Well, the Magna Carta was an agreement between the aristocrats and the serfs, and no, the aristocrats and the king. Yeah, 
So anyways, we're talking about the Constitution of the United States. It is a, a, a very good piece of document if you can follow it. But if you refuse to follow it, if you go your own way, or you let other people absorb it and change it uh, as it has been, or just ignore it, um, you know, executive orders, that's a that's an ignorant um, um, well, stance for, for us to say, oh, a president can just make up his own will. He's supposed to be a servant of the people. If I were to follow the Constitution, as you're suggesting here, I, it says uh, here that the right to... It's not your job to follow right, the Constitution. The right to keep and bear arms uh, shall not be infringed. That means to me that I could carry a gun, and I'm a convicted felon. Um, I suspect I'd go to prison for maybe 10 years or so um, because the government is out of control. So I don't really see this as my fault. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, I could start following the Constitution, ex- exercises the fr- me, exercise the freedoms that... Given fault, to me in that. It's not my fault, and it's not anybody else's fault, then whose fault is it? Well, it, because how, it how can it be my fault if I try to follow the Constitution and they'll put me in jail? If you were in the military and they said, okay, your name's Ian, right? I'm Mark's Mark. over there. I'm Ian. Okay, Mark. Or, um, I'm Mark, yes. And they said, okay, <laughs> it's your turn um, to have guard duty for two hours tonight, 2 a.m. to 4, 4 a.m., okay? Yep. And so that's your turn for guard duty. Right. Okay. If you fall asleep during that guard duty, well, you know, I mean, whatever, whatever um, you did as a felon, uh, obviously, this is one thing I totally disagree with. If you're so bad that you um, cannot own a gun, you don't belong out in free society. I concur. And apparently and, uh, in Florida, I'm too dangerous good, to vote, served, too. If you served your time, see, this is where we fall back. It's all about taking us back to feudalism. If you mm-hmm. if you're if you're well enough off and have paid your dues to whatever crime you did, um, you should be able to own a sword, a gun, a car, a house, or what have you. There shouldn't be any credit check or, or felony charge against you once you get out. I agree. You know, I, I, I wish they would give. Um, you know, this It's just not fair. You know, no, I agree with you, Mike. I think that you're right. I think it is the people's fault. I think it is your fault, and I think it is my fault. But but it really goes back generations. Right. Because I think it's really the fault of the, you know, well, honestly, the uh, the people that put it in place, quite honestly. Well, they put this system in place, and then, the, of course, they say that, you know, you have to be vigilant, right? Vigilant over this government. We've created this government, but you need to be vigilant to make sure it doesn't go out of control. And inevitably, people, you know, they get busy with their own lives, and people just have better things to do. Honestly, have better things to do than go to every city council meeting or go, you know, pay attention to what all the so-called representatives are doing in Washington, D.C. So inevitably, people got busy with their own lives, and they weren't being vigilant over the state. And I don't think people should have to be vigilant over the state. I think the whole concept is just, it's a mis- it's been a mistake. Uh, the whole idea of man ruling over another man without his consent is is outrageous. But I, but I agree with you that if people had stayed more vigilant, then there's a possibility that the government would be smaller today. Right. Uh, but that's just not how people are, and I don't think they should have to be spending all their time watching what these government people do. Let's have no government, no coercive, no authoritarian government whatsoever, and then just allow people to or interact with at least with the government another. that's held in place by a very uh, powerful constitution, because this one's not doing it. But as you said, and, and this is what my, Mike's point is, from my understanding of it at least, is it doesn't matter if you give the constitution teeth. If people aren't doing anything as far as overseeing what's going on, then none of those, te- those teeth aren't going to bite anybody. That paper's not going to jump up and start biting those bureaucrats. Well, if 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 you have laws in place that uh, you know people, an individual as opposed to groups of individuals can use, then you 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 know you can have one person take the you know take it all the way to the Supreme Court. It's very utopian uh, vision you have there, Mark. Yeah, Any other thoughts for us, utopian. Mike? 
Well, uh, I I think that was that was beautiful. Uh, the analogy I was getting at, you, you represented it with the um, being vigilant. Um, and yes, there was other generations that failed us, the ones that let the Federal Reserve come in. But the point is, is that in life, okay, you have to be vigilant. You can't leave your checkbook out. You cannot leave your money at a park bench and expect um, it not to be taken. Because what you don't like, and what I probably don't like in most people, is that if you do not educate people morally, and this is all coming from the Founding Fathers, not something I created out of myself for Sunday school, but if you do not educate the youth morally, and they grow up immoral, then the Constitution does not have watch guards because the watch guards have become no other than thugs, uh, mafia-type uh, uh, members, and, and they're looking for a way to take money from other people. you got to raise people morally, and you have to have a moral I guess it depends on what morals you're talking about because uh, individuals have differences between their morals, and I thank you for the call tonight at 800-259-9231. I don't care how you construct the new Constitution. As long as you're giving people the ability to wield force, wield uh, power over their fellow man, it's inevitably going to be abused. More coming up. You bring up whatever you want. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You dial toll-free. Bring up whatever you want. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL-CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. We've got a lot of features. We give them away. They include things like the bulletin board system, Shrine of Female Listeners, and more. And if you like the show and you enjoy the fact that we give those features to you free, then you can voluntarily choose to join the Free Talk Live AMP program. You can do that over at amp.freetalklive.com. We will take that money in and reinvest it into the show, getting on more radio stations across the country, bringing more internet listeners on board and helping expose new people to the ideas of freedom. Because, boy, do people need that. Uh, so please head over to amp.freetalklive.com. You get perks like access to the amp-only call-in lines, chat room, forum, and more. All the details at amp.freetalklive.com. We continue with your phone calls about what you want. It's John listening to WSCFM in Charleston. John? Hello. You are on the air, sir. Hey, how you doing? Just Super. Super. It's on your mind. Oh, good. Just to digress a minute, uh, I was listening. I've been listening uh, quite a while. I was outside working and uh, doing a little yard work and working on my house, so I had my truck radio on. Mm-hmm. And it was mentioned a while ago about um, ownership in this country. Yes. Uh, yeah, really, you don't own anything in this country. It's a myth. Yep. Yep. If you... If you uh, if you have a house with a mortgage on it, and if you don't have a house with a mortgage on it, then the government owns it. And if you don't believe that, don't pay your taxes and see how long you get to live in it. Sure enough, that is the absolute truth. Off on the courthouse steps. Yep, John's the got it. The same way with any personal property you have, be it a car, pickup truck, boat, RV, whatever. Don't pay your property taxes on it and see how long you get to enjoy it before it's seized from you and sold on the auction off on the courthouse steps. Yeah, anything that you possess. The state is basically just allowing you, just like a little surf. You're allowed to have certain things and uh, you know do things with them as long as you pay your fees every single year. We're certainly well kept surfs yeah. compared to living in a you know mud hut or something like that. But it doesn't change the fact that you either own it or you don't. That's 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 true. Uh, you, you really don't when you get right down to what, it. What do you it think? Be taken from you, John. What do you what do you think will it will take to change that? Do you think that? I mean, how many Americans really realize that? Do, do most people realize it, but they're just afraid to do anything about it? Or is it just to the point where most Americans believe they actually own these things? I mean, what do you think the, the situation is there out there with most people? 
Well, I don't know really how to change it, to be honest with you. But to, to come up come up to a little more to date to where we were, we're talking about, um, you know, is it stealing? Well, of course it's stealing. Yep. It's taking something that doesn't belong to you now. You, but, and then someone asks a question, how can they do this? The answer is very simple. They write a law. They make it a law. And then they and have men with guns. To steal. Right, and they have it men with guns who will come along and, and, and take that stuff from you. The, the police, those guys, will come along, and they're supposedly the ones out protecting you, but we all know that's a, non, a bunch of nonsense, because they're the ones that are going to be the ones taking your property from you if you decide you don't want to pay for this insane government anymore. Exactly right. So they have a license to steal by virtue of writing a law, and it reminds me of... Uh, 007, James Bond, who had a license to kill. Yeah, and they can all tell themselves, as they were doing uh, this morning, and I thank you for the call because you're, you're spot on, uh, but they can all tell themselves that it's not stealing. It's not stealing. And maybe yeah. if they yell it loud enough to themselves, and maybe if they just keep repeating it over and over again, they'll actually come to believe it. I thank you again for the call tonight, sir. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Because they That's don't, a genuine South Carolina accent, by they, the way. They, uh, they don't want to... South Carolina genuine access. Yes, it is. <laughs> Very good. All right. A friend of mine was from Charleston, and he sounded just like that. So let's continue here. Uh, you can bring up whatever you want. Let's talk to Larry in Indiana listening to WXNT. Larry, you're on Free Talk Live. How you doing, Brian? And, uh, you know, the Constitution uh, is really a funny thing because they can actually do anything they want, like the monetary system right now is being trashed. Well, you know that they can save... Congress can say, since they have the they have the uh, ability to uh, mint money and, and and issue money and so forth and regulate money, they can say that uh, everybody right now we're going to change our currency. Now people have been hoarding hundred dollar bills, right, and half stuff mm -hmm. stuck in their mattress, right? Sure. Say, listen here. Now, and we're going to give you six months. You're going to bring us your money. Right. You're going to we're going to give you one for five. You give us five, we're going to give you one, and that's going to be our new currency, yep. and you won't be able to do anything about it. But nope. you know, No, and don't forget that if you are hoarding, you know, hoarding some hundreds just for a rainy day or whatever, and you do come into the bank eventually or whatever exchange locations they have, probably the banks, yeah. uh, you come in, then they're going to ask you some questions. Where where, where did you get all this from? And have you paid your taxes? And then they'll make a law that said if you can't prove the documentation that you paid taxes on all this money – then we're going to tax it 90% right now when you in your exchange. Yeah. So you actually end up with nothing. And all of that, so that's what works so funny, but it's perfectly legal. And, you know, the thing about it is, here in Indianapolis, we've based our whole downtown economy on greasy spoons, booze joints, and freak shows. Now they ain't panning out, and they're coming back to collect more taxes off of us. So, it's uh, never enough. Never enough you know, at all. It, it's never enough, but we just, well, you know, a good campaign would be to just tell the truth. We don't own anything in this country. The Constitution is nothing. You don't have any rights. Instead of trying to defend something that you really don't have and, and letting the liars keep on lying about it, you need, we just need to start telling the truth. You don't have anything. And we need to admit our position, and then that takes it out of their hands. If we're going to be serfs, and that's what we are, because we're being taxed like serfs on each and everything we have, mm -hmm. then uh, we just want to admit that fact and live our lives as best we can as serfs. And then there won't be any big grandiose lies being told about the situation that we're in. But they're, 
They're going to tax us so high I think that we're going to beg for socialism or communism or anything we can get. That's I, what they're going to do. Larry, I thank you for the call tonight. 800-259-9231. I think he's pretty much right on. I mean, where are all the status? We need some status to call in tonight. I don't want to hear from the choir. Yeah. I, I <laughs> Well, I'm glad to hear from the choir yeah. because it makes me feel like I'm not nuts. But, you're uh, not. You're <laughs> How could anybody be nuts whose position is essentially, I don't want to hurt other people? Right. You know, the, the philosophy that we talk about in this uh, on the show with libertarianism is, is a philosophy is of peace and personal responsibility. It's amazing how many people call us nuts, idiots yeah. and all the childish, other, childish, all the other rules out there, all the other things out there that they, uh, you know, they, they, they say they just want to put their rules down on you. And if you don't like it, you're childish. Let's talk to Bob listening in Ohio. Bob, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, how you doing? Uh, you know, a wise man said, uh, how can two walk as one except they be in agreement, you know? And not only that, but people, nations, and humanity have been overwhelmed and decimated by technology, the information of, and the abuse thereof to control and pervertly manipulate lives and destinies of other people, nations, and individuals to benefit the more powerful few. Uh, we forgot what the Pledge of Allegiance says in it and what it meant. We got away from our spirit. Oh, I know roots. exactly what the Pledge of Allegiance means. Well, it's a socialist indoctrination pledge. Did you know that? Well, I pledge allegiance to the flag and the United States Why? of America. Why would you do that? To the Republic. In other words, we just because the socialist just because socialist Francis Bellamy, the author of the Pledge of Allegiance, put the word republic in there doesn't mean it's worthy of saying. Well, would you call this a democracy or de- democratic republic? Minor differences. Is it? Yeah. Well, what about one nation under God? How how do people fragment up? They didn't add that until the 50s. Tell me what a nation is. Uh, it's a gathering of people and societies. Okay. So is is there actually such a thing as a nation, or is it just a group of individuals who have chosen to uh, to associate with one another? Well, if you ask a Polish or Italian, they'll say there are many nations. Do you believe that? I don't believe uh, in such concepts. I believe there are individuals who can get oh, together for communist. common common purposes. No, oh, I'm not a communist, communist sir. I'm a free I'm a free marketeer. Communist. Thank you very much. I'm sorry. What did you you're say? Communist. No, no. I am a communist. Communists want to share things, and they and they believe in groups like nations. They want to force you, sharing. You don't believe in states' rights or country rights. Well, I don't know how a state could have a right. Given by God, people in it. What, what, no, the God gives the rights to the people. He doesn't give it to the state. The people then... Um, we elected you know, leaders to oversee all that. Who's we? I didn't. Uh, nobody nobody I've ever voted for for a national office has ever gotten I, in. I get to vote from two bad choices. Is absolutely right, so true. We, and I yes, don't vote the, choice, the choices are between a crap sandwich and a mud sandwich. Good luck. So why would you choose either one? Why would you participate? Well... Because everybody rails on me, that it, so I wrote in. I wrote in Ron Paul. There you go. That's a good choice. That's what I would have done. I'll write him in again. I voted for Ron Paul in the, uh, the primary, but a lot of good it did, right? I, we'll keep doing it until our voice is heard. Or until, you, we, know, or until you die. Until we're worm food. You yeah. know, God wants us to learn to be persistent. If we have the right, we have to be persistent with it to win. I appreciate your call tonight and the discussion. We're not commies. That's for darn sure. 800-259-9231. I got nothing against sharing if it's done on a voluntary basis. And hallmark of socialism and communism is anything but volunteerism. 
Hour 2 is coming up. You dial in toll-free. You can bring up whatever you want if you're on hold. We will get to your phone calls about anything. 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. Are you tired of feeling like you can't keep up with, let alone fight, the never-ending increases in government power? How do we, in one step, eliminate all these abuses and prevent them from returning again? The answer is simple. We must control the money. If it weren't for the Federal Reserve System and the so-called income tax, our government could have never become what it is today. Elite financier Rothschild arrogantly admitted, Permit me to issue and control the money of a nation, and I care not who makes its laws. That statement says it all. If others control the money, we cannot limit government growth or power. Under our current monetary system, we are slaves to the financial elite. Take the time to learn how this corrupt system works. Purchase a copy of Dishonest Money today. Learn the system, fight it, and abolish the one scam that funds all the rest. Dishonest Money. Available at Amazon or DishonestMoney.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial toll-free. Bring up what you want. 800-259-9231. Saturday edition of the show. Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features, they are free. So enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Continuing with your phone calls, uh, we will go to, I believe, Tony is in British Columbia. Tony, you're on Free Talk Live. Tony in B.C., Canada, Tony, going once, going twice. We will try instead. Uh, let's talk to John, listening in Austin. John, you're on Free Talk Live. Afternoon, guys. Hey, what's on your mind tonight, John? Well, I was just listening to the conversation going back and forth about governments and, and styles of government or having a government and not having a government. And we need to have a government. Um, we need to have, so what you're saying is we need to have a violent monopoly. That's what you're saying? No, no, I'm, no? I'm saying we need, we need a form of governance, okay? And that, let me use an example here and see what you guys think. All right, sure. Well, don't ask me. I believe we need a government, so you're asking Ian. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, one of the things most of, I would say 80% of the people do on a daily basis is use the roadways, use drive on the road. Sure. Sure. And so we have a, a, a set of laws and uh, designed for us to safely drive and use those roads. Correct? Well, um, we, we have a set of laws that uh, people have designed to, probably uh, to be over-safe uh, for using the roads. For instance, speed limits are often way too low. It seems to me and, they're designed uh, to extract money from people. Well, and that, too, and, and they're, they're meant to extract money. But, yeah, I mean, you know, it's just an example of whenever you give I power, mean, like somebody abuses it. We, we all drive. You really think we need stop signs? Do you really think in an inter- intersection you have to come to a full and complete stop, rock back, and then you should be allowed to go, and that you should get a ticket for not stopping at that intersection? Do you think it should be a yield sign that says that you should yield the right of way? It all depends on how much traffic is there. You don't think that um, you don't think that yielding the right of way, and only if somebody gets hurt um, or you know some some uh, damage is done to the property, that that would be when a ticket should be given out. No, let, let me give you, well, like where I live, there was a real bad intersection. You used to have two or three wrecks there a month. Uh-huh. And they finally came in and put a set of stoplights in there. And that has dramatically decreased 
the amount of accidents. Right, but I don't think you're getting exactly what I'm saying, and I don't mean to derail the conversation about government here, but you're making assumptions, and I'd like to, you know, every time you well, make an I, assumption, it leaves, the, it's, leaves something open. The stoplights the tell... The assumption I'm making, okay, or what I'm trying to say is we have... You're getting in the specifics, and I was kind of talking generally, in that we have a set of general traffic laws. We drive on the right side of the road. We head down this. You stay in your lanes. And it's all designed for us to move uh, efficiently and safely on the road. Not really That's true, wrong. though. The problem That's is it's listen, not really listen, true. Listen. The, the, uh, the traffic control devices aren't designed for efficiency at all. If they were designed for efficiency, uh, then we'd, uh, have, a fr we'd uh, have a marketplace in traffic control where innovation and competition actually did end up discovering what the most efficient ways to control traffic had, are. We don't have that. If we had, if we had nothing, it'd be like Mad Max. I didn't say we should have nothing, did I? Well, no, you said take all the lights out. No, didn't say that. Not sure what show you're listening to. Not yours. I guess not. Did, Mark, did you say to take all the lights out? No. The traffic I, lights? I, I wouldn't take out all the lights. You said I'd to take, take some stop signs out. I'd take out. stop signs out and repeat, replace them with yield signs. I think that that's more efficient. And I think that, I think that often uh, tickets given for stop signs are silly, but... You know, I guess the assumptions that he's making are that laws are there to meant to keep you safe. And I think that a tort system where, you know, people uh, can get uh, recompense for damages done to themselves or their property would probably do just as much to keep people safe as these laws, which are really designed to get revenue for the government. I mean, if you look at uh, speed limit tickets, uh, speeding tickets and stop sign tickets, there's line items on town and county and state budgets for the fees that they get from people. If there wasn't a line item there, I mean, if, if it was really about keeping people safe, why not take that money and, and say, okay, well, here's a $100 ticket. You have to give $100 to your favorite charity. Yeah, they're not going to do that. They're not going to do that because it's about money. 1-800-259-9231. By the way, he dropped off the line. Uh, we didn't drop him. Nope, we did not. So talking about I understand he's frustrated, but you know, he was using specific examples, and every time you use a specific example, you leave yourself open. Right. Uh, so in his, what he was saying, though, is that he thinks government is necessary. And, of course, you said you agreed with him, Mark. However, I don't know if you – I mean, if you'd gotten into a little bit more detail on your point of agreement, I think you would have found out how much you disagreed because it's my understanding that you are somebody that doesn't want to aggress against his neighbors. You'd like to see the services provided by government provided, but on a more voluntary basis, wouldn't you? I, I would like to see that. I don't know. I, I consider myself sort of a cops, courts, and uh, and roads kind of guy. No, uh, that's not true. You live in a place where there aren't any cops. Well, I, there are cops. They just don't have – the town doesn't. We don't have multiple level of police officers. Yeah. We have county and we have state. We just don't have town. Um, so I think that all of those things can be provided in the marketplace on a consensual basis. I'm not saying get rid of roads. I'm saying let's turn the roads over to the people that can best take care of them, the people that are in, you know, in search of a profit or the people that you – know, those business owners that need those roads for people to get to and from their businesses. Let's well, put those that, people in charge of the roads. Wouldn't you turn roads over to the people that uh, – own them adjacent? But like the businesses that are on those roads. That's well, what I'm talking I, I'm, about. I'm adjacent on, you know, I, I live on a road. Do you live on yes, a road? You should, yes. You should have the, if you have a road out in front of your house, then part of that road should be yours. And if you want to sell that uh, piece of that road to some company who's going to take care of it for you, then you should be able to do that too. It should be, uh, it should be another product in the marketplace. But it's not. And that's why there is no innovation in the world of roads. There are very, very little innovation in the world of roads because it's the government's program. 
and the government just doesn't care about innovation. Roads are there. doesn't matter if there's potholes in them. We'll get around to fixing it when we feel like it. What's that? You don't like it? Well, too bad. Pay your taxes. You're going to have to live with it, and if you bottom out on uh, the potholes down the street, well, too bad. You're going to have to pay for the, uh, the car repair, too. Whereas if you had a uh, marketplace in roads, sure, there'd probably be some roads that are in crap can condition, but we already have that today. And there's certainly a good chance that business owners that want to make sure that the people that are coming to their businesses have a nice, smooth ride will take great care of their roads. Look at Walt Disney World. Want a great example of private roads? Go no further than Orlando, uh, you know, Kissimmee or Orlando, Florida, and take a look at Walt Disney World. It'll blow you away. Well, I do think that uh, at some point in the you know, distant future, the roads could probably be taken care of by a private entity. However, I think once you got the government out of uh, roads that you'd see flying cars relatively quickly. I think you're right. Because the government is stifling growth in that particular area. Well, you have to get the government out of uh, air travel, too, in order to have flying cars. Um, no doubt. Uh, I just think that the you know the roads issue is confusing to people, and, and I, so therefore I don't advocate it. Fine. Leave the government to roads, cops, and courts, and we'll be fine um, if you can just keep them out of everything else. We continue with your phone calls. David is listening to WFLA in Tampa. You're on Free Talk Live. David. Hey, evening, guys. Can hey, what's I make on a 10 second stop sign comment before I get into it? Go ahead, no. sir. I think stop signs should be a suggestion. We suggest you stop here. Mm. If you choose not to take that suggestion and you hit somebody, you are incumbent against paying for their injuries. Sounds like a yield sign to me. Yeah, it's. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think a lot of stop signs could be eliminated at any given four-way intersection. One road is inevitably going to be a more popular road. That is a road that could just be a through road, and then the other one could have yield signs on it. So that's all you would need there in that case. But, but whoa, David, you're you're pretty radical here, suggesting that people can actually make decisions for themselves. Yeah, I know, but it seems to me that most of the stupid laws, like the stop sign laws, could be settled by having it based solely on restitution for damages caused. That's what I've been saying. Yeah, well, then you wouldn't have. Uh, then what would the cops do with all their time? I mean, they 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 wouldn't be able to sit down the street from the stop sign and, and uh, pull people out, over. I mean, maybe they could do what they got into policing for, which was police work, and they could try to solve but some of the crimes. That's risky. Because the fact is, uh, no. Look, the police officers would love to do that. See, that's you're being nasty no, now. You're wrong about they, that, Mark. They could you're wrong about that. I'm, I'm sorry, David. I'm going to hold you through. I know you've got something else you called about, so hang on. But you're wrong about that. We met a police instructor at uh, this year's Liberty Forum, and he told us, I'm not going to say who he was or where he was from, but he's a professional police instructor, and he said that 10% maximum, maximum of the recruits in his classes have courage. If 10%. If you, <laughs> look, um, people will uh, display courage if it's uh, something that's required of them. Secondly, if you do away with the drug laws and uh, put, you know, traffic court in the hands of uh, the courts, or traffic in the hands of the courts, you won't need all the cops that we have. 800-259-9231. All I'm saying is they're not as brave as you might make them out to be. Some of them are, but only about 10%. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It is the Saturday edition of the show. The toll-free number for you to bring up whatever you want is 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Ian here with you. And Mark. Join us online. Freetalklive.com is the website. All of the features are free, including live streams. We've got a broadband version, a dial-up version, and a webcam all free for you at listen.freetalklive.com. That's listen.freetalklive.com. According to the Computer Privacy Handbook, normal Internet technology is the most comprehensive surveillance system ever invented. 
put a stop to email snooping with an easy-to-use email alternative. It's privacyharbor.com because normal email is not secure. You can go over to privacyharbor.com, get a free account today at privacyharbor.com. 800-259-9231, continuing. Let's go back to David calling from Tampa, listening to WFLA. Now, David, you were calling for a, a different reason, so go ahead with your thoughts tonight. Hey, thanks for holding me, guys. Yes, sir. Go ahead. Uh, um, the Constitution, from what I've been able to learn, was written in order to make this country secure as a nation. That's it. Anything else is left to the individual for, to give him the ability to self-govern. Well, I think that uh, they, the, one of the complaints about the Articles of Confederation, and I'm not saying that this is an accurate complaint or a complaint that couldn't have been handled otherwise, was that the uh, states were fighting amongst themselves, arguing, bickering, I should say, about uh, commerce and things like that. So they wanted to tax somebody going out or tax somebody coming in. If you can imagine um, what it would be like for Kansas if all the surrounding states said, well, you've got to pay a, a, a 100% tariff on anything you import or uh, drive through our state. It'd be very tough. Well, yeah, and that's fine, but I think we're missing the big problem. The big problem is that the whole thing was designed for the individual to self-govern. Government should start with the individual and work its way up to the president. Yeah, I, I don't believe it, it should go any further than the individual unless the individuals themselves consent to the idea of being governed by somebody else. How do you feel about that? Exactly, which is why it should start in community government, then a consensus of the community goes to city, a consensus of the cities goes to state, a consensus of the states go to federal. But it it becomes unrealistic even after the point of the local government that you were describing, because if... Okay, let's let's think about this for a moment. Let's say the, all of us on the phones want to go ahead and, and form uh, a government. So it's me and Mark and you, David, and you know, we'll bring a few other people in here, our, our significant others. Okay, So we're all going to get together and we're going to form our own government. We're going to elect somebody to tell us what to do. And so we all should unanimously decide on how that should be run. Fatal because, flaw. Huh? Fatal flaw. Yeah, fatal. What you, do you just mean? said you just said to elect somebody to tell us what to do. Well, that's what government does, right? No, that's not what government was intended to do. It was intended to enforce our will. Over the last 120 or 130 years, the government has been encouraging us to abdicate our self-governance and let them tell us what needs to be done. That's not the way it was designed. It's well, what I was what I was getting at, I see where you're coming from, and I agree with where you where you're coming from. But what I was getting at is, let's say we did form this uh, this government amongst us, and then you were talking about going to some sort of state level government. Well, there's no way we're going to be able to get all of the people in one uh, large geographic region like that to agree on the same thing. So that's just it's just not possible Nobody to have ever- that happen. Nobody ever said that everyone was going to agree. There was going to be a consensus. There are going to be unhappy people with any decision that is made through government. The problem I see is that decisions aren't being made through government. They're being made by government. And that's exactly 180 degrees opposite. Seems like a pretty subtle difference to me because my problem is the force and the coercion. I'm all I'm with you with the whole self-government thing. I'm completely on board with you there. But that's where it stops for me because as soon as you go past self-government and you go into this coercive system, whatever your intentions were as far as you forming, oh, we're forming this to protect people's rights. Well, except for those minority folks who, uh, you know, they just didn't have enough people to vote in their people or whatever. 
numbers. So so we're shoving all those aside. And when I say mayor, minority, I mean the minority of whoever's voting. So it which be could anybody. be a minority. It could be you. Well, it could be me. It could be anybody. And so then those people have uh, then the majority forces their way upon the minority, and it's just hey, too bad for you guys, right? Well, in in the early 1800s, when when this country was established in the Constitution, and everybody was saying, "Whoa, what are everybody around the world is saying? Whoa, what are they doing in America? Look at all the money they're making. Look at how prosperous they're being." We were grounded in the fact that the government doesn't tell us what to do; we tell the government what to do. That's well, been usurped by. What would people. we want to tell them to do exactly? Like, why would I want a government? Mainly, what we would want to tell them to do was butt out. Keep me safe. Well, then I don't want. No, I don't want them to keep me safe. I don't want to tell them anything. If I want to hire a protection I agency, to... I should hire a protection agency. But but getting I, into I'm some weird democratic locally. system in order to uh, hire a protection agency seems kind of silly, doesn't it? I'm not talking about locally keep me safe in my home. That's my responsibility. It's my responsibility to provide for my family. It's my responsibility to keep them safe. It's the government's responsibility to make sure that no other nation comes over here. Now, that's, is, that's now where did you learn government. that? Where did you learn that? That I believe I learned that in the Constitution, but hmm. I forget exactly which quote it was. We need to be a collective in order to protect ourselves the, as a I nation. I just want to correct you here. It, I'm sorry to rain on your parade. Uh, but the Supreme Court, which is the federal government bureaucracy that interprets the Constitution and then sort of everybody else has to do what they, what they say, the Supreme right. Court has ruled over and over again that the government at no at uh, the federal, state, local level, any government has no obligation whatsoever to provide you with anything. So unfortunately, you're wrong. The, uh, the government does not have a responsibility to protect you. It doesn't have a responsibility to do anything. So anytime you hear a politician or you're history teacher or whoever it is that's that's putting this information out there they're they're either misinformed or they're lying because it's just nonsense you know when the president says well it's my responsibility to do as a president to do blah 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 because government must do blah 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 it doesn't have to do any of that stuff and it's been borne out time and time again in the supreme court so again really what you're talking about here is really kind of a, just a fantasy land idea of what you think government should be like which of course it has never existed in the you know the history of mankind kind in the way that you're talking about but wasn't that decision about defense made by less than a dozen people was which decision about what defense i'm sorry <laughs> the decision about the constitutionality of the government providing a national defense wasn't that decision on constitutional interpretation made by less than a dozen people um no why would there be any obligation for the government to do anything you never signed an agreement uh I believe as being part of a citizen, you are... That's what I'm telling you. Agreement. That's what I'm telling you. There is... I know this is radical sounding. There is no like, citizen. If the government was... Well, I, I'm not sure I entirely agree with my partner here, but um, I, I, I can agree with what he says as far as what a citizen is. And did the, was the government responsible on 9-11 for the uh, 3,000 people that died? No, I think the government was responsible But it's responsible for, for protecting us. From foreign nations and, and uh, people from foreign countries that would hurt and, and harm us, right? Yes, so it was responsible for the response to that. Well, no, but, what, but why wouldn't it be responsible for them doing it? Responsibility See, means now, liability. If you hired an organization to protect you against for, um, foreign you know, terrorists, foreign and domestic, they so would be responsible for, for doing that. 
you're assuming perfection in that security. That's no, I'm just telling you how it is, man. They have no responsibilities, and that's what they will tell you when you finally nail them down in their own courts. I thank you for the call. It's fun to think that they do, but it's just... That's the idea. You're, you're just misleading yourself. It's Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. It's the Saturday edition of the program. You can bring up what you want. Just dial toll-free 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features, they're free, so enjoy those, including the Shrine of Female Listeners. Dozens of ladies who've sent us their validated photo to prove they listen to the show. See what I mean by going to shrine.freetalklive.com. And you can join over more um, more than half a million people who've trusted LegalZoom.com for their common legal documents. Incorporate your business, create a will or living trust, even register a trademark, empowering you, protecting you with common legal documents that people trust. LegalZoom.com. Use code FTL as in Free Talk Live, FTL at LegalZoom.com to save $10 before off your we, order. Before we continue with uh, these calls, people waiting patiently here, again, you can talk about whatever you want. I just want to expound a little bit more on what we were talking with David about, because uh, I'd asked David, well... You never. I pointed out that you never signed an agreement, and because he was shocked that I suggested that the government has no obligation to provide you with anything, that they have no responsibility to protect you. I know that's what they say. You know, George well, Bush or, or Obama. The PR. Right. Uh, the presidents will get up on. We're here to protect you. They'll say that over and over again. Oh, it's my job as president to protect America. Blah blah blah. Well, we all know, or at least you should know, that politicians lie to you, and so. They are lying to you when they are saying that they have some responsibility to take care of you or protect you because they've said over and over again in the Supreme Court that they don't. And so when I pointed that out, he seemed a little shocked by it. And he said, well, well but- it's it's contrary to everything you've ever heard sure. um, from about the government. The government is supposed to be there to protect you. That's the idea. That's what they, that's what they, that's what they, that's what they told me. You know, it's a kind of a this shocking uh, thing here. And so so he came back with uh, with being uh, being shocked by it. And, and I said, well, you know, did you sign an agreement? Well, what I don't makes know you think they the have a signing agreement part doesn't really matter. The Supreme Court has ruled time and time again that the government doesn't have an obligation to protect you. I know. I'm just trying you. to prove whether it, it's on the, It doesn't matter whether you prove it. The, the Supreme Court, the highest body in the land, has said it sure. time and again. The police are not obligated to protect you. The military is not obligated to pr- protect you. The, the United States federal government is not obligated to protect and you. And that's why I asked the question of why do you think they do have this obligation. Well, you know, I heard, you know, I thought I read it in the Constitution or I heard it somewhere or that's what the president said. But if you look at the definition of a citizen and the definition of a citizen is one who owes a duty of allegiance in return for an obligation of protection. That's what a citizen is. He said, well, I'm a citizen. Are you? What evidence do you have? Is it just because you were born that you're a citizen? Well, if you look at what they are saying and what they are saying is we have no obligation to protect you. If they have no obligation to protect you, how could you possibly be a citizen? They've broken their agreement. They've redefined what a citizen is. A citizen is a a person who uh, lives here and has to pay taxes and... And, uh, you know, gets a higher degree of privileges than somebody who, you know, isn't a citizen. To and that end, you're correct. Yeah. And, and that's essentially what a citizen has become. But, you know, the idea behind citizenship is that you're supposed to be protected. And you're obviously, supposed to be a dr- and he, a he, pointed, he pointed out 
correctly that there can't be any perfect protection. And it's absolutely true. Yeah. However, it's the United States federal government that has 131 military bases, excuse, uh, 700 military bases in 131 nations Correct. around the world who's creating trouble just by their very presence in some cases. I would, I would contend that our presence in Saudi Arabia created the trouble on 9-11. I think you're right. So therefore, the federal government is creating the trouble that they are then failing to protect you from. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What do we need this organization for again? One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Ladies first. We'll go to Maggie listening to WFLA. Maggie, you're on Free Talk Hi. Live. Hi. I was just wondering whether you think that we are better or worse under Obama or George W. Bush, or God, I, the same. I I I don't know. It's Would more, you rather be up to your uh, neck in sewage or, or uh, boric acid? I can answer that <laughs> question. I, I can answer that question because if. Let's say that it was eight years of of Obama and that now we just got – let's say Bush is the president now and we've just gotten through eight years of Obama. Then my answer for you would be Bush. But since it's been eight years of Bush and now we're getting into Obama, my answer is Obama. It's worse now than it was before because each president builds off of the tyranny that the, pre, the prior ones set up. So George Bush expanded the executive power of the, uh, the federal government. He dramatically increased the tyranny of the police state, and Obama's not rolling any of that stuff back he's embracing it for himself and saying great all right i've already got all this executive power from old georgie boy my buddy uh and now i'm going to start creating these uh socialist programs more socialist programs because george bush is a socialist too but now obama's going to have a national service program that's as big as the military and i mean there's all kinds of crazy plans in the works but obama wouldn't have been able to do all that if it hadn't been uh, for what george bush did and what bill clinton did and what the other bush did and so on and so forth so my answer is Whoever the current president is, is the worst. Okay. Well, I'd, I'd like to uh, say that uh, I'm sort of of the opinion that if we're going to have a national government, and I don't think we need one, um, if we're going to have a national government, I would prefer to see, you know, uh, a, a kind of an even house, uh, uh, you know, a Senate controlled by the Democrats or by the Republicans and a and a Democrat in the in, in the uh, presidency, or vice versa, or you know, you, you switch them. I think that right. they're, they're, you know, they they both stink and. I think that they're best dealt with, uh, you know, when they're when they're closely matched. Well, I've been watching a lot of the C-SPAN and stuff, and trying to figure out, you know, what are these people doing when they go in their meetings and stuff. And I, you know, try to stay informed and listen to a lot of talk radio, which is which is mainly conservative, and I'm mainly conservative. But um, so, what have you concluded from all of your obs- uh, your observing? Well, I wish that they would do more and talk less, and you know, do more like what? Well. Well, seems like they're know. doing plenty. Yeah, when, whenever they do something, it scares the crap out <laughs> well, of me. Well, finding things that they haven't read. That when was know, the last time they did read something? Exactly. Well, you know, and you start thinking. Well, if you, <laughs> well, I guess it's six hundred and something page or hundred, uh, hundred and what is it? Sixteen hundred pages. I, I don't know which one are you talking about. Which piece of legislation they is get, that? They're huge. The most recent, I guess, the recovery plan. Yeah, yeah. I mean, who could, they're who all could have read that thing? read it before they passed it, but they, they all knew what was right. in it. Right, they didn't read the Patriot Act before they passed that either. I mean, these right. people have right. no idea what they're doing. They don't know what laws they're passing. The enforcers don't know what laws they're enforcing. They just make that. They just make it up as they go along. And that yet then, when you go into their courtrooms and you say, well, I didn't know what that law was, they'll tell you ignorance of the law is no excuse, which, of course, is right. nonsense, because how could you be anything but ignorant in regards to the law? There's so much but of it. But here's the thing. If you don't think, so you don't think there should be a federal government at all. Can't see why there should. I don't know. 
So just state governments. I would would abolish those too if I could press the button tomorrow and make the state governments go away. I'd get rid of them too. But you know, if all well, like I can anarchy. get is to get rid of the so federal what, government, I'd like that very it? much. What, what, who who? So when somebody kills somebody, who makes the laws on who? What what would it be? Cities or what? What do you? You can take the governmental yeah. structure down as far as you want, and I'll get happier and happier the further down that you go. I'm, I'm, I'm I'd be fine <laughs> with states, okay? Uh, but yeah, I mean, states would be better than the feds. Local would be better than state. But I think that what we really need to take a look at here, and Mark will disagree with me on this, but I think what we need to take a look at is uh, consensual based uh, society moving toward that, moving toward volun- uh, voluntary interactions, and we could have. Private property. Wouldn't that be close to socialism? Too, not at all. Socialism is a political system that is forced upon the people uh, the threat of violence. Yeah. What I'm talking about is right now in your daily life, you voluntarily interact with almost everybody. You do, you're doing sure. business with people. You've got kids. You've got family members. You're interacting with them consensually. They're doing business with you because they want to. And we can have uh, we can have protection services. We can have courts, and we can have or, or arbitration, as it would probably be called in the free marketplace. We can have all of these things that government provides, and we can have it better and cheaper if we just allow the marketplace to come up with these mechanisms and not have this one-size-fits-all violent monopoly system that we're being, that we're being forced uh, to pay for today, which is the government system. What do you think about Ayn Rand? I've never really read much of her stuff. Uh, she's fairly, oh, you're missing out. She's fairly big in the liberty I've movement. I've read a couple, a few of her books, and I agree with pretty much everything she says. I like, okay. uh, I like the the Tannehill's Market for Liberty. Highly recommend that. I lo- also like Dr. Mary Ruart's Healing Our World. If there's anywhere anyone should start when it comes to trying to understand what liberty is all about and why ag- uh, why aggressing against our neighbors is wrong and why allowing our neighbors to be free is the right thing to do, Dr. Ruart really lays it out. Uh, go to Ruart.com, R-U-W-A-R-T, Ruart.com, and you can download or you can actually read on her website her book, Healing Our World in an Age of Aggression. You can, you can purchase the, uh, the, the 2001 edition of it or you can read the 90s edition for free on her website. It's brilliant stuff. To anybody who's new to these ideas, spend the time, take a look at Dr. Roart's Healing Our World, Mary Roart. More coming up. Thanks for the call. You bring up whatever you want. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial toll-free, bring up whatever you want. The Saturday edition, 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features, we give them away. Now, if you like this show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can do that by shopping with us at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. Just enter Amazon through that link, and Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. So there are all kinds of categories, dozens of categories in which you can shop. They even sell used items, so if you need to save a few extra bucks, you can do that at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. Entering through that link means a percentage goes to Free Talk Live. That's Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. We continue with your phone calls about whatever you want. Charles, or rather, Gerald in Charleston. You're on Free Talk Live, listening to WSCFM. Gerald? Yes, yes, sir. On the air, sir. I want to tell you the purpose of the U.S. government is to execute the will of the people under the guidelines of the Constitution. Any deviation from that, and you have a dictatorship. So then we've got a dictatorship, is what you're saying. Well, if, you're, if your representatives are not executing the will of the people under the guideline of the Constitution, you have a dictatorship. How can a representative execute the will of the people? How does that work? Well, I contact my congressman, who is Henry Brown, District 1, on the telephone, and I send him emails, and I send him letters. I tell him what I, 
want him to do, how I want him to vote. How does that work out if for you? If he doesn't do that, I fire him at the next election. How has that been working out for you? It's been working out good. Henry Brown has been doing an excellent job. Also, Senator Jim DeMint and Lindsey Graham both doing an excellent so job. So you guys are turning around this, the ship of state, right? I mean, you're, you're turning it all around. Yeah, government's, government's getting, getting smaller. smaller. Um, now, I had uh, here uh, last, you know, the, the last go-around of the last group of thieves, um, we had uh, Senator Sununu, and I called his office, and I said, I don't want to see them um, vote for the first bailout. Do you remember yeah. that one, the bailout, not the porculus bill? Now, this is a good Republican um, who, you know, supposedly went along with everything Bush said, and he decided that we needed the federal government to bail out, uh, you know, the rich guys at the banks. And, you know, what, I, what am I supposed to do about that? He obviously didn't uh, support the will, you know, my will. Well, you fire him at the next election. But what I got the was a, a, I did I did that, bill. and what I had as a choice, um, and I didn't vote for either. Um, what I had as a choice was uh, Jean Shaheen, who's now in there, and she's a uh, you know, big time socialist. So I had the choice of a crap sandwich or a mud sandwich, and I decided to go with neither. How about Gerald? We just how but can, I got a crap sandwich. Maybe I could choose instead of what you're talking about your system. Maybe I could just choose to not have a so-called representative, and I could just live free. Would that be all right? We tried that once already, and they marched troops in and slaughtered thousands and thousands of people. When, when was that? That was during the Civil War. So you're saying... Well, the, I, I don't think that the uh, the black people were very free during the Civil War. Well, 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 when Abraham Lincoln wiped his butt with the Constitution yep. and marched troops in without due process Concur. and slaughtered thousands of people without any writ or any warrant, that was a pretty bad situation. So, I don't, and, I don't disagree with that. You have to understand. You have to understand when they when they wrote the Constitution, people didn't understand the science behind blacks and whites. They actually the thought science? they were a subspecies of human race. Some did. They did not understand that blacks were human, and so that issue was never addressed in the Constitution because slavery of a subhuman species was acceptable at that time. I guess it still is, right? Well, it's not anymore. We're free. Well, a, a subhuman species. We don't have slavery in no, that yes, context we do. anymore. We still have slavery. It's not chattel slavery like it used to be, but it's still slavery. As long as you're paying money out to a master uh, who rules over you and can harm you and destroy your life if you don't uh, pay up, then you're a slave, don't you think? You, you, you have the freedom to choose. What do you mean by that? You have the freedom to choose. I you can choose masters? Make a choice. I was in communist Russia. They didn't have a choice there. Are you we saying that I have you, the you choice have, you to have choose the which? To be as rich or as poor as you want to be in this country. That much as long as you pay, Every master. Person has the freedom. I can be as rich as I want. I have made ninety thousand dollars a year. That is in great. Some years, and I also choose. How much did some Master take? Not to make that kind of money. Of the of the ninety thousand, how much did Master take from you? Well, I understand where you're going with that, but. If I don't like it, I can change it. And you can change no, by, can wait, 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 when you say you can too. change it, you mean you can change it to a new master? No, well, I can change the laws. I How are you going to do that exactly? Is the Lindsey Graham changing the laws for you and really rolling back the state and making things uh, more free? Well, well the, like I said, they voted against the bailout bill. Our governors How that was still got it. from refusing that money. How's that change working out for you, huh? The system isn't designed to accept change in the way that you want it to change. It only changes in the way that the state's interests are, and the state is interested in more control and more extraction of wealth and less freedom for you. Thank you for the call. 800-259-9231. That's, you know, if it, if it comforts you, if it comforts you to believe that, well, 
I'm doing everything I can. I'm calling my representatives, and I'm emailing, and I'm writing letters, and I'm going down there, and I'm telling them how I feel, and I'm telling you that they're doing whatever they can, and we're changing this stuff. Except when you look at the results, you see Same bigger, crap as it ever was. Yeah, well, more mm-hmm. of the same. Yeah, you that's see true. bigger, more intrusive, more oppressive government. So your strategy isn't working unless what you really want is bigger government. I mean, we didn't really get that too too clear, I suppose. Maybe that's what he actually wants, no, in which case that's exactly happened. what he's no. getting. Let's continue here. Gene is on the line, the Christian anarchist in Tennessee. Gene, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. I want to talk about the uh, right to keep and bear arms, but uh, prior to this, uh, earlier somebody mentioned Lysander Spooner, mm-hmm. and I would like to say excellent uh, choice of reading material. That's how Christian anarchist came to be. The I Constitution read, uh, of No Authority. Well, I read. I started with uh, his uh, essay on the trial by jury in 1975, I think, and that's what opened my eyes. And uh, since then, I uh, evolved into the Christian anarchist. But uh, as far as the Second Amendment, what what's called the Second Amendment, but what is in reality the right to keep and bear arms, people are uh, always confusing the issue by trying to say that uh, that um, your right to keep and bear arms is based on being a law-abiding citizen. Now, I would like to tear that one down completely, because as soon as you try and restrict the right to bear arms to a law-abiding citizen, then all they have to do is invent some law that you're breaking and that you're no yep. longer qualified right. to the, own a weapon. The new so one is the, the new one is, is if you're uh, crazy, you know, um, if, if the government just deems you to be nuts, well, you can't have a gun. And it, actually, um, you know, that's just one of many of the new rules. Uh, in, in many municipalities and states, you just can't have a gun, period. Right. But... Um, the point I'm, the, the thing that people got to realize is that if you want a right to keep and bear arms, or if you want your right protected, you have to you have to realize that the crummiest, lousiest bug on the street corner, the guy who's a rapist maybe and a murderer, he also has that right. When you try and say he can't have that right, then you're just opening the door to eventually have your own right uh, chiseled away. So Those people who have, to, have to realize that. Right, and the, the the fact is, no matter what you do, what law you put in place that says that the crummiest guy in the corner can't have a gun, he can still have a gun. Sure. There are as many guns in this anyway. nation um, as there are individuals, and those are just the ones that we've got counted. There's probably twice as many out there. So let's just say there's twice as many guns in this nation as there are individuals. 270 million people, you can't keep somebody from getting a gun, so I don't understand why you make it illegal for other people to have them and then drag them into court, good people that have hurt, haven't hurt anyone. Another way to put control. Another way to put what you were saying, Gene, is that uh, he who looks or who seeks to control others should not be surprised when he finds himself controlled. Any other thoughts? That's right. If you want freedom, you can't deny other people freedom, even if that freedom means that they're going to do things that you don't like or you don't tolerate. Uh, in fact, they are going to do that, whether you give them the freedom to do it or not. That's correct. Spot on, Gene. Everybody Thank you. Everybody makes that choice. Very good, sir. You're welcome. Thank you for the call. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. David, in Austin, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello, David. How are you? David, what's on your mind tonight? Well, I was uh, on hold for a little while, and I was, I think it was another caller named David called, and you guys were 
one of you said something about the subtlety about by and for, and you were discussing uh, uh, that, and that got me thinking. I'm a law student right now, mm. and, and one of the things that I find most fascinating about my study of law is that every time for, I ask a question to a professor, say, in criminal law, about didn't it used to be, now maybe I'm mistaken, that an individual, a citizen, as you guys are talking about, and I've really enjoyed your discussion of citizenship and all of that, um, but didn't it used to be that the government didn't go around looking for criminals? Damaged parties went to the government and said, hey, I need you to enforce this law against them yes. because they violated me. I want to get. I want to find out what your uh, teachers had to say to answer your question here in a moment. So if you can, hang through the news. We're going to bring you back. More with David and your calls as well about whatever you want. Yes, it's my understanding that's the way things used to be as well. Yeah, people used to bring charges. Right. Now the state brings charges as though the state exists. On behalf of the state. Right. And it, even if you decide you don't want to enforce those charges any longer, the state can continue. More coming up. Hour three's on the way. This is Free Talk Live. You ever have one of those days where everything goes right? First, I get the best parking space at work. Tonight, I have a date with the very lovely Rachel. And today, I gave a killer presentation in Sydney. Finalized a contract in London and demoed our new product in Boston. Online from my desk with WebEx. WebEx lets me take meetings and give presentations from my desk. I just talk to clients on the phone and they watch what's happening on my desktop from their desktop. So I can travel the world and still be here for my date tonight with Rachel. Travel less, meet online. Go to WebEx.com and try WebEx free. Just click the radio graphic and enter promo code 600 to get a free trial and a free webcam too. Remember that code? Code 600 to qualify for the free webcam. WebEx, now part of Cisco and used by more than 5.5 million people every month. Give it a try. Free. Go to WebEx.com and enter the promo code 600. WebEx.com. Free webcams available while supplies last. Terms and restrictions apply. See website for details. This is Free Talk Live. We're launching into hour three of the show. You can dial toll-free. Bring up whatever you want, 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site, they are totally free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Continuing with your phone calls about whatever you want, David has been waiting patiently through the news. David, back on Free Talk Live. Now, David, you're saying you're in law school right now, and you'd asked your professors, you've been asking your professors a question about the way things used to be, where, from what you understand, and it's our understanding as well, that back in the good old days, people had to, had to actually file charges Correct. in order for charges to, to be brought. And that's what we have. I, I actually think, personally, that we have a beautiful system. I think there were certain intellectuals, Thomas Jefferson, one of them, who had the vision of a body that stood ready to act when the citizens asked it to act. And did nothing else. It never took initiative of its own. And when I came to somebody and said, hey, my neighbor down the street, he just walked into my garage and stole my lawnmower. I'd like to file charges against him. Mm -hmm. The constable would go out. The law enforcement officer would go out. He would take an affidavit. He would take a deposition and say, what's your side of the story? This person here is claiming you stole it. He said, oh, no, no, he let me borrow it. Now, let's take it a little farther. Let's take it to one step farther where it's not two neighbors having a dispute, but in that case, if the prosecutor has a wild hair up his ass, excuse my language, and says, hey, I, I want to go after this guy. They file charges for theft and make that person's life a living hell. They file charges on a person in Williamson County in Texas for having a marijuana seed in their car. Mm-hmm. 
that person's life is over. Absolutely. They lose student loans. They lose bank credit. They lose everything because they violated Amala Prohibitum Law, which is not a crime in and of itself. Right. Because you say. So the, the, there is no victim. There's no complaining party. There's nobody exactly. who's been damaged. Uh, it's the, 80 miles an hour down the road. I might be committing negligence. And if I harm somebody, we have courts of equity in which that person can come up and say, you owe me a duty of care. You violated. You breached that duty. Pay me some money. And the court will say, yeah, you owe them $150,000. What is it that – you say you've been asking your law professors this sure. question. What is it they're – have... oh, Don't pay attention to that. I ask them, what's the difference between a law enforcement officer, a police officer, and a peace officer? And they go, it doesn't matter. You don't need to know. That, that's inconsequential. That's interesting. So actually – I, I think that's very interesting that they're essentially trying to keep that information away from the law students of today. Here's another question for you. Have sure. they ever even mentioned jury nullification to you? We talked about it in the very beginning of our of our uh, criminal law class. I'm first year, so I'm, I'm at the basics. So basically, mm-hmm. uh, very beginning, they talked about how that can happen. They talked about how there are certain uh, instances in which basically – also, the judge can say, I don't think the jury came to a logical conclusion. And I questioned that right away, and I was like, wait a minute. And they were, so, so you can get a summary judgment against somebody, which is basically saying, hey, even if all the facts are true, there's no logical, reasonable jury that could ever agree with the defendant they're guilty. Or I'm going to throw this out on the summary judgment. So what happens, for example, many times in a lot of courts, from what I've gathered, is that the prosecutor comes forward and says, I'm going to prosecute. And if the person is at all indigent, if the person is not represented by anybody who knows what they're doing, that person is just driven through the system yep. with mala prohibitum. Yep. Hey, you had a marijuana seed in your car. Well, maybe it stuck to my foot. It's not mine. Well, possession is nine-tenths of the law. You're in trouble. You have a, you're going to prison. And I'm not trying to harp on the marijuana issue. Because I don't think that's necessarily a ma- like the major issue, but it's everything. It's a major. It is a major issue. I mean, over eight hundred thousand people last year were arrested for marijuana possession I alone. So I it's certainly like that. What I mean is, 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 I don't mean it in terms of judicially. What I mean is that I think most people in this country are coming around to the to the logic that marijuana probably should be like alcohol. We can regulate it a little I bit, hope you're right about that. Be. I know that there was an article in Time Magazine, I think, this past week, where they're advocating for marijuana legalization. So I think that certainly the gears are slowly moving in that direction. But, but I think it's more important things like speeding. Yeah. Okay, if I'm driving 80 miles an hour down the highway and a cop sits there and hits me with his laser gun, who am I harming? Yeah, and how I many speeding tickets were given out last year? I mean, we know how many people were arrested oh. for marijuana, but how many speeding tickets did they hand out? I, mean, I read somewhere that they say it's 100000 a day around the country, and it costs the average consumer somewhere around eight to $700 with when you factor Gosh. in insurance costs and all that. It, it's just day. nuts. Can you imagine what that – I mean – can I speculate here for a moment? I'd like to speculate and get uh, get your thoughts as a law student who's been essentially dissuaded by his uh, his professors. Oh, you don't want to be asking questions about what the way things used to be. Um, right. I think I'd just like to speculate as to why that change was made. Why did it go from a system where somebody had to actually bring charges in order for the system to move against someone else uh, to a system where the system just brings charges? The state of fill in the blank brings charges against people. For as you're pointing out, all of these uh, so-called crimes, these basically consensual crimes where there are no victims. I think that one of the reasons why that uh, things went in that direction is, well, first of all, money. The state 
really cashes in on speeding tickets and marijuana sure. possession and, you know, people that are walking down the street with a beer in their hand, that kind of stuff. That's big bucks uh, for the state. And also, it's money for the lawyers as well. And of course, it's the, the lawyers that tend to run for political office. So the lawyers, the lawyers run for political right office. They, they, right. They write the code and they create new question, crimes. I think that's what it is. They create what, new crimes every, and then they right. uh, then more people break more laws that they didn't even know existed. And so that gives the lawyers more people to defend and more work. And when we study, they're always telling us, and that's what one of my professors said when I asked him about the, uh, about the, the damaged party. And he said, the common law is bench law. It's made up by judges. It's judges' decisions. And, but the new codified, they call it, the new codified system is, has been given to us through the American Law Institute and the American Bar Association, which I don't know whether it's true or not, but there are some people out there that claim that the American Bar Association is called the something royale. The British and, and Accredited actually, Registry or something? Now, I've spoken to attorneys who tell me they think I don't know what I'm talking about. I've spoken to people who say, no, it's for a fact. I don't know. That's part of the reason I wanted to go to law school, because I wanted to see for myself. So is there, you're, so you're saying there's debate within the law community as to what the bar stands for? No. The law community doesn't have any clue. Like the, the mainstream wow. law community, when you bring it up to a mainstream lawyer, they look at you and wrinkle their nose and go, what are you talking about? The way I look at it is, is that they never tell us that these codified rules, the Model Penal Code, for example, or the Uniform Commercial Code, are law. They tell us specifically they are not law, but they're recommendations. Hmm. But then you hear that 47 states out of the Union have accepted, in this instance, say, in murder, everybody accepts basically the Model Penal Code's system, which is of deviation from the common law. Now, in many instances, actually, the common law was harsher in the sense of they dealt out sort of Old Testament-type punishment. Yeah. There were certain things under the common law which you would be executed for that you're not executed mm. for now. Adultery. But I think part of that is the money system of the prisons. They don't want you dead. They want you sitting in a prison and rotting and collecting $10,000 a month for every pr- prisoner who's sitting there. Well, That's David, I want to thank you for the uh, the insight tonight uh, into the world of what it's like to be training as a lawyer and as you know, as you continue to experience this law situation and as you learn more, I w- I'd love to hear back from you as you uh, you know continue this this adventure in legal land, so to speak. And I thank you for the call tonight. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Don't ask those questions, student. We don't talk about the way things used to be around here. If we went back to the way things used to be in this country, we would be all out of jobs. No, you'd have to hire a lawyer to go after someone. You'd have to bring charges. Where would we get all of our money from? Where would all the laws go that we are here making ourselves so wealthy off of? I'm so glad they uh, brought a British guy into uh, the law school in Texas there to teach that guy. Yeah, well, British Accredited Registry, right, is what they uh, they claim. And I think that's also interesting that the lawyers who are members of the Bar Association don't even know what it stands for. We're members of the Bar. What's it mean? Oh. 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. And legal land is such a confusing world, which is, again, it's one of the... It's meant to be. Right. That's one of the reasons why the lawyers have so much work, is because... 
you try looking at that stuff. You try looking at the legalese that these politicians write down. And again, the politicians are lawyers for the most part, except for like Ron Paul. Um, Very few of them are not right. lawyers. So they write this, these laws in a language that we can't understand because we, we don't have training in how to read legalese. And they write so many of them, you couldn't read them if you could understand they them. They don't even read them, as we pointed out earlier. And so, but we're expected to abide by them? I mean, who, who could look at that and not say, this is madness. 1-800-259-9231. You can bring up whatever you want. This is a Saturday edition of Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You dial toll-free 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Mark, join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are totally free, so enjoy those, including the updates. You get signed up. We keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Head over to updates.freetalklive.com and get on the list totally free. That's updates.freetalklive.com. The main sponsor of the show is uh, SACL CAI. Oh, excuse me. Uh, the principal over there, J- uh, Jason Osborne, is a huge advocate of liber- liberty, and I would encourage you that if you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections, to try SACL CAI. They do, do collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. You can find out more by going to uh, freetalklive.com, and they are the top banner on the right-hand side. It's SACL CAI. As we go to your phone calls about whatever you want, Rich is on the line in North Carolina. Rich, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, listen, I I called to address the issue about police having no obligation to protect you. Yes, sir. And but but first, I want to piggyback on that law student what that law student was saying. Mm-hmm. I had an interesting experience when I was in Missoula, Montana. I was dining with a fellow freedom fighter and he was chatting up the waitress and it turns out she was a law student there at the University of Montana. Mm. And as soon as she identified herself as such, he started quizzing her on the on the constitution. He said, "What's the What's the Fifth Amendment? Oh, I don't know. What's the Seventh uh, Amendment? Oh, I don't know. What's the Third Amendment? Amendment. I'm not. He, she said, "We're not studying the Constitution. We're, we're studying law." Right. <laughs> I did the same thing, by the way, with an FBI agent, a girl that had just uh, graduated from, uh, you know, whatever FBI school there is. She couldn't do it either. Right. So now on to police having no obligation to protect you. This is something that you brought up in an earlier segment. Mm-hmm. Well, it brought to mind a case where a woman called the police to inform them that her estranged husband had had called her and said that he was on his way over to her house, her house to kill her. And That's scary. Yeah, and I'm not sure what the details were. I don't know why she didn't flee. Apparently, she somehow thought that the police would be there before her husband got there. Tragic mistake. Right. However, 45 minutes later, the police finally got there, only to find her cadaver. Her family sued the police department because of their failure to respond quicker, and guess what? Just as you said, the court ruled that, no, sorry, the police have no obligation to defend you. Now, I was trying to find that case so that I I would have more details in my head before calling you, Mm -hmm. and I simply did a search for police have no obligation to protect you, and I came up with 20 million, or just shy of 20 million matching results. And there's just a whole... Yeah, but did you put quotes around it? 
No. Okay. Well, then in that case, it's going to find every page on the Internet with, with all of those words somewhere on the page. If you put it in quotes, then it'll be a little bit more accurate to what you're looking for. All right. For. But, but the point is there are lots and lots and lots of, of, of examples and yes. stories and cases no doubt. all saying the same thing. And it's, it's something to think about when the next time you hear somebody tell you that, that you shouldn't have a gun to protect yourself. Right, right. All you need is to call the cops, and they'll take care of you. Yeah. You know, um, depending on the state, here in New Hampshire, it's it's illegal for a, a convicted felon to have, well, a knife. I can't have a taser, apparently, according to so, at least some law enforcement officers out there. I can't even have a taser to protect my family. Right. What am I supposed to do, shoot a crook with a BB gun? As, are you sure you can have those? Uh, I think you could have a BB gun. You could kill a squirrel or something with that. God knows. Hey, uh, Rich, thanks for the call tonight. You're uh, you're spot on. Appreciate hearing from you. 800-259-9231. I know Americans don't want to hear that. I know that they believe that police are heroes, and some of them are. You know, so There's no doubt that there are some circumstances where the police have done the right thing, and they have brought in the bad guy, and they have you know, put the, the, these uh, the scumbags behind bars. No doubt about that. No doubt thing is they just don't have any obligation to do it so if they drop the ball and you end up getting killed or a loved one ends up getting hurt and the police could have done something to intervene and they won't somebody? even give you your money back i mean they no. won't even refund your that portion of your property taxes well no nope. we, since we did such a bad job for you the cell phone company would do it for god's sakes yeah. since we did such a bad job of protecting you and your you know kids are all lying there in little pieces on the floor we're going to give you back the portion of property taxes that you paid in the whole time you lived in this town, uh, you know, and, and here's a check. They wouldn't do that. They wouldn't think of doing that. They wouldn't even consider it. And the reason is, is because they're a monopoly. They don't yeah. have to. Customer service, you pay, not a priority. Or you get kicked out of your house. You don't leave your house, we're coming in with a squad, and that squad's going to taser you. You try to protect your house with a gun, like a real man, you're dead. You're going to die in a hail of bullets. All right. That's so, how we run the show around here. <laughs> That's how it works all across the country, all around the world. We continue here with your calls about whatever you want, and we'll talk to Matt in Illinois on the amp line. Hello, Matt. Good evening, guys. Hey, what's on your mind? I'm gonna I'm gonna do I'm gonna turn the show into a little bit into a little bit lighter show here. All right, Excellent. go. Uh, last weekend, you had somebody call in about a dream that he had a weird dream that uh, was that he had that was recurring, and he wanted to know what it meant. Right. So, somebody was knocking I, him over the head as he was reaching for something on a bookshelf, and then his sister he, was like was hanging him over a vat full of uh, fruit with teeth that were going to eat him or something like that. Matt, before you go right. on here, aren't you a horror novel writer? Oh, I am, yes. <laughs> well, I don't think I want horror novel writers uh, interpreting my dreams, Matt. I, it disturbs me. I, I mean, the whole idea of Stephen King or uh, Dean Kuntz and interpreting my dreams seems scary to me. Well, um, I don't, I don't. Uh, the the uh, symbol, the symbolization of this dream, I don't think is very scary. But all right, what is it? You know, if you want me to, I can make it scary. All right. No, no. What is it? Uh, according, well, according to uh, DreamMovesGuide dot com, a, a sister in a dream means. Um, that it symbolizes an aspect of your relationship with her, uh, one of sibling sibling, sibling rivalry, uh, caring, protectiveness. Your sister may draw attention to your family role and sense of belonging. It may also serve to remind you that someone in your waking life has characteristics similar to to your sister. Uh, to dream of being a superhero means to dream that you are a superhero. 
indicates your above-average talents, ideas, and abilities you may not realize you possessed. So that, to me, was an important factor in my interpretation. So wait a minute. Uh, this isn't your interpretation. Had, this is a website, right? What website are you on again? Well, I'm going by I'm using the their, their, their uh, <laughs> interpretations to draw my own interpretation. I see. Now, okay. what, are their, what are their credentials, the website that you're on? And what was the site again? No idea. Uh, DreamMoods.com. Dream moves. Moods. Dream moods. Moods. Like a mood ring? Moods. Like, yes, like a mood. Got like, it. You know, I, I feel sad today. Whatever happened to the mood rings, huh? Where did those go? <laughs> oh, I can still get those. Can you really? Yeah, I, there's a hippie shop in town I can go to. I <laughs> uh, said so fruit in a dream has, uh, to see fruit in a dream signifies growth, abundance, and financial gain. They may also symbolize lust and sexuality. Also, in the fruit entry, it said to see or eat rotting or bitter fruit suggests missed opportunities for growth and pleasure. Very interesting. Yeah. Thank you, Matt. 800-259-9231. Hey, we didn't have any answers for the guys, so that's better than what we had last week. 800-259-9231. Dream Moods, was it? Moods. Dream Moods. Com. 1-800-259-9231. You can bring up anything. The the Saturday edition of the program. This There's is be so many people logging onto their website. It's going to shut them down. <laughs> this is Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free. But if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just three dollars a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. Your show, you dial in, take control, bring up whatever you want, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and you're listening to Free Talk Live. My name is Ian. My name is Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, and those features include the archives. If you've missed a moment of the show, just click and download. They're right there on the front page of the website for your downloading convenience at freetalklive.com. What if you found out that the best liberty activists from around the world were all moving to the same place in order to achieve liberty in their lifetimes? Would you want to join them? It's happening, and you can be a part of it. Join the Free State Project at freestateproject.org. That's freestateproject.org. As we continue here with your phone calls, let's talk to Lee listening to WFLA in Florida. Lee, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, gentlemen, how are you guys doing tonight? Just super. What's Thanks on your mind today? Uh, a couple different things, but uh, you touched on um, the fact that, you know, being a felon, they take away your rights. You know, man makes that law and says that if you commit this crime, you are, you know, you have no right to protect yourself or your family. Or vote well, in Florida. <laughs> Right, in Florida, definitely. Florida, you know, they say you come here on vacation. You leave on leave probation. Leave on probation, come back <laughs> on violation. Yeah, that's right. Um, well, 10 years ago, before I had a family, I'm a family man now. Before I had a family, I was young. I was naive. I, You know, I, I, I had a, um, a large amount of marijuana, and I was arrested for it, and I was on felony probation for it. Well, a month into my probation, it just so happened that my probation officer office itself burnt down so <laughs> they are what i'm just laughing right it's just crazy so i was on probation for a month to maybe two months at the most and 
the probation officer is supposed to visit you in your home once a month, and you're supposed to see him in the office once a month. And I remember this from 10 years ago mm -hmm. to fill out your report. And, well, I let's just say it didn't even seem like I was on probation because the guy who was supposed to, you know, be doing his job and keep me under supervision, I, I didn't see him for probably three or four months, so... I Wait. ended up committing another crime. Oh, no. Because it seemed like I wasn't even on probation. So any all my adjudication that was withheld, you know, where they say you can get your rights restored, um, you know, went right out the window. Because you had I to. I think that they had a culpability in the fact of, you know, of course they didn't have me go out and commit the crime, but... What was the crime? Uh, it was uh, theft. From Kmart, oh, and it just so happened it was four hundred and thirty-two dollars of stuff, crap from Kmart. And why? Why were you doing the, that? Was it just for the thrill of it, or did you need the money for a crack or something? Or what? What were you doing that for? No, really, I had I had money in the bank. I did it because I thought I wouldn't get caught, and I was I was ratted on by by a member of my family, which I've put all that past me. That's in the yeah. past. Okay, now. For them to keep my rights from me, and, and okay, I, I see that as a, maybe it's not a victimless crime because, you know, they're shareholders or whatever, but the marijuana charge is a victimless crime. Absolutely it is. Um, it's $400 worth of stuff. I had $4,000. That $400, not only did they come in my house, the police, and take everything that was stolen out of my home, I had to pay for that for the, to the company that I stole it from. And I had to pay on top of that another two or three thousand dollars just in uh, fines and court costs and you know theft doesn't pay. There's definitely a, there's definitely a big racket going on, on on behalf of the state, but I think that in the case of a theft, in the case of a crime with an actual victim, if you make that victim whole again, and that is you return the stuff that you stole, or you know if you don't have the stuff anymore, you return some cash and you return a certain percentage on top of that in order to make good. I Even think that should double. be enough. <laughs> yeah, I think that should be enough, and then at that point, your rights should be completely restored once you've well, made your they victim They can't take your again. rights away. I mean, that's that's the thing. Is A man was given by his rights by God, supposedly, according to the uh, Declaration of Independence, right, at exactly. least. I believe 100% in our Constitution and our Bill of Rights, but but in, in this day and age, I don't believe we even have a Bill of Rights because nope. they're stomping on it every chance they get. You only they have violate, the rights you're willing to stand up for. Fourth Amendment just with the Patriot Act, like it's going out of style. Right. If you Enter expect your the, home without without a warrantless search, and it's going to get worse too. If you expect the state to protect your rights, then you're going to end up exactly where we are, and that is with virtually nothing in the, in regards to rights. Thankfully, we still have the ability to talk hey, about it on then the let radio. Let me ask you one question, real yes, quick. Okay, I I just became a victim of a crime. Now, mind you, I have never I haven't been in trouble in ten years, and that was the first time I ever been in trouble in my life. Okay, mm -hmm. I just became the victim of a crime this past Monday. Okay, now I asked this, you know, the state or whatever the you know the city to to come and and arrest this person on my behalf. This person battered me, and so no. They weren't around to tell their side of the story. Who's going to wait around to, uh, you know, to be arrested or, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. There was 10 witnesses to this crime, but because this person is a, 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 um, a very popular, let's just say, call him a DJ in this, in this market here, 
He doesn't work for Clear Channel, but okay. he, he's a very, very, um, you know, popular guy. I don't think that any Bubba the Love Sponge. Bubba this. the Love Sponge beats you up? No, no, no. But it's close It's close to that. Mason was, Leroy Dixon beats you up? I was battered by a member uh, of the same radio station that works for with Bubba the Love Sponge. But it wasn't in Bubba's crew. It was you know, so you're saying, else. So you're Let saying, me check out the Bones website you're here. You're saying the cops wouldn't do anything about it? Well, the cop did what he what he perceived what you know. I don't think the cops really if any if it's not handed to them on a silver platter, I don't think that they're going to pursue anything. You're you're probably right about that. I mean, and that goes back. And I thank you for the call tonight. Uh, it goes back to what we were talking about earlier. What you were saying, Mark, is that these guys just don't have an incentive to do anything. I mean, there may be some detectives out there that are really going to jump over themselves and really try to solve a case. But there's also, uh, because it's the government, because they don't have any incentive to provide customer service or to do a good job, then there's also plenty of guys that are just going to, as, as he was pointing out, if it's not, if all of the evidence isn't just handed right over to them, then they're not going to bother taking the time to investigate. Uh, there have been people that, uh, that I, I don't know if we've talked to them on the show, it's, as time goes on, my memory blurs, but... I remember talking to people that have said, look, you know, if you you lose a car, you're you're, you're going to have better luck going around and just driving th- down the streets and looking for it yourself than if you put the cops on the case. Well, uh, it, it's it's true when it comes to property crimes, they're they're not very high on the list. <coughs> Pardon me, I, I have a cold. Um, but when you look at it, well, honestly, a battery and you know, it, physical crimes against people aren't very high on the list either. I mean, think about how many crimes are in your neighborhood, have, have existed in your town or your city, and, you know, in the, in the last year, how many physical crimes have been committed? How many of those people have been caught? You know, I mean, how many stabbings went on in the park? How many people got beat up? Are, are the cops out looking for those criminals? No, no, they're looking for stop sign violators. That's what they're looking for. Not the, because the cops are looking for stop sign violators, but because their superiors tell them, this is what you're to do. Because finding somebody who stabs somebody doesn't result in any money. Mm. However, you can catch uh, people, you know, it's all you have to do is sit by a stop sign and, and wait for people yep. to go by. Make sure you don't give the cops that, uh, don't, that don't stop for the stop sign a ticket, but everybody else, you can give them a ticket. You're going to make thousands of dollars that day, even at 52 bucks a piece, and that's a, cheap ta- that's a cheap state. Let's continue with your phone calls. Kevin, listening to WXNT in Indianapolis. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Kevin. Kevin? I listen, or excuse me. Yes, sir. I did a Arbiton radio survey last week. Oh, My wife and I did it. Super. And I think it you might have been, like it was a really good experience. I think you might have invalidated just by talking about it. Now, this was this the di- diary or the, uh, the uh, PPM? The, was this the a little gizmo you put on your waist, or was it a piece of paper? It was a paper. It listed day to day for seven days, and then you write down all the shows you listen to, mm-hmm. when and how you listen to them at home in the car. And now, on the every internet. every um, fifteen minutes, you're supposed to uh, you know stop your what you're doing, write down in the diary what you've um, really? heard in the last fifteen minutes. Did you fill it out at the end of the day? Did you fill it out at the end of the week? How did you do it? Uh, pretty much every day. And you put in free talk live for Saturday nights. Yep, Saturday nights, and I also wrote in there that I'd like for the local stations to carry it six days a week. Well, that's wow. I guess they do pass on the diaries to uh, to each individual they station. Can. They uh, can. Yeah, the stations can look at that, but they may not. So if you really want to get in touch with the station, pick up the phone on Monday, call the program director, and ask for more and Free Talk you. Live. And thank you so much. More on the way. It's Free Talk Live.
This is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain. Maybe enough time for your call at 800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. You like the show? You want to help support Free Talk Live? You can learn how to promote Free Talk Live by going to promote.freetalklive.com. A whole list of things you can do there to help get the show into more ears around the world and help spread the message of freedom as far and as wide as possible. Promote.freetalklive.com. Right back into your phone calls. Ladies first, Cameron is on the line in Oregon. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Cameron. Hi. Hey there. Um, I guess I'll try to be as brief as possible, but um, I know that a lot of your listeners seem to ride, uh, to use cars a lot, and I think that a better way of being free is to ride a bicycle. Well, you certainly don't have to deal with uh, having to get a driver's license or any of that uh, silly nonsense. Pulling that car grill out of your butt's going to be tough, though. Yeah, <laughs> Well, I mean, there's a lot of reasons I like bicycling. For example, I, um, I'm a terrible driver. I've tried driving, and I don't belong on the road. But when I'm on a bike, I pay a lot of attention because I have to be very aware of my surroundings. Yeah, because yes. those drivers are crazy. Absolutely true. I'm with yeah. you. I like bicycling. I just got mine out of the uh, the old mudroom here, and uh, I'm going to be fixing it up and getting ready to ride for uh, the springtime. It's it's a little difficult up here in New Hampshire when the, the roads are icy. I tried that this year, and I learned the hard way that it's you don't want to be... You don't want to be bicycling at that time, but you know we're fortunate that we live here in uh, Keene, New Hampshire, which is a very bikeable, walkable community. Even if you don't have a bike, you can walk and get around pretty effectively here. So it's kind of yeah. nice. Well, unfortunately, um, as much as I love riding my bike, um, there's some bad things going on. What's going which on? Which is why I wanted to call. Okay. Because. Okay, so Oregon is now proposing a law to create bicycle licenses. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I'm really, really upset about it. In fact, a lot of people in the cycling community here are upset about it, too, because it's not necessarily the price. They're not charging a lot, but it's the principle of the thing. Sure. Um, a lot of, I mean, bikes are supposed to be able to get you from point A to point B um, in, in a really efficient way, but if you're having to charge for that and then you're having to be part of the, the system again, you know, some people that have bicycles, they've gotten DUIs, and how are they supposed to get around and try to improve their life? It's crazy. I mean, as though anybody who's drunk on a bike is in any way dangerous. Right. They might be in danger as right. far as getting That's hit. That's really what it is. Is the, you know, the idea behind a license for a car is that you're driving a three or 4,000, 5,000, 6,000 pound death machine. And so, therefore, you might need a certain uh, level of licensing there, and I can, I can, you know, I can get on board with that to some extent. However, um, with a bicycle, the worst you can do is, uh, you know, turn into somebody and get run over. I suppose somebody could react to you, but somebody could react to anything. They could react yeah. to a squirrel. They could Spider. react to a dog. As a matter of fact, I got into a wreck uh, because some redneck let his dog out on I-75 in Bradenton, Florida. It well, sounds, should we license oh no. the do- people to have dogs, too? It sounds to me like what's going on here is that bicycling has become so popular in Oregon that, you know, it's kind of like a granola there's some granola east parts to uh, to Oregon, so I'm sure it's a really, relatively popular thing to bike around. Uh, and so it's become so popular that the state has basically targeted is they're zeroing in on you guys because well they're missing out on the money there's revenue. Yeah, there's well, money are, to be made. The funny thing is that a lot of people think that oh well if you're on a bicycle you're not paying for the taxes that belong. Uh, on the road, and you need to have you need to pay your fair share if you're going to use our roadways because you know um, you shouldn't like 
bicyclists should be just relegated to the sidewalk or something. That's nonsense, by the way. I I know that they'll make that excuse, but I'm pretty sure that the general budget also pays for the roads, and the general budget is funded by property taxes in most places, and if you pay rent, you're paying property tax. I just bought some gasoline for my uh, wood splitter and for my chainsaw and for my lawnmower. Are they going to get me back the the, the road taxes for that? Because I'd like to see them. Yeah. Oh, that's the other thing, too, is that if you ride a bike, you don't have to support big oil. So that's a great thing. But I'm well, actually, there is one specific thing in the law. I'm looking at it right now that kind of worries me, which is that in Section six, it says a bicycle registrant application must include the following information in addition to the license number being assigned. Um, All of these are pretty basic uh, name, owner, Make, model, wheel, and frame, but the last one says any other information the Department of Transportation considers necessary. Like a social security number. Exactly. What if you ride somebody else's bike? (laughs) I mean, they want (laughs) the make and model of your bike. What difference does that make? They don't get the make and model of my car when they license me to drive. No, but they're going to – I don't know. I'm not very happy about the situation yeah, at all. So I wanted to let to give the listeners in Oregon a heads up in well, case they weren't aware of it. Well, this, listeners all around the nation need to be um, clear that, look – they're doing it in Oregon. They're going to do it in your community within the next yeah. couple of decades. They're going to try to do this they in need your the money. State. They love. They, they love it because it's they need all, it. Gov- that's what government does. Government yeah. controls, and they're always going to expand that control. Plus, think about this too. I mean, if uh, the cops have the, if you've licensed bicyclists, then that gives the police an even greater purview to start pulling over bicycle uh, bicyclists. And of course, somebody on a bike is a lot easier to uh, to catch up to in a car, uh, unless of course you're cutting through side yards or something like that. Um, but if you're on a road, if you're on the same road as a car, that car is going to be able to catch up with you. So it's easy for the cops to catch people on bikes, and uh, they know that probably some of the people on bikes are hippies, so they probably got a little marijuana in their pocket. And so if they pull somebody over on their bike and they don't have their ID, then they get to do a terry pat, pat down their pockets. Hey, what's that? Oh, that's oh, I see. That's a bag of marijuana. You're going down to the pokey. So it's just going to be, you know, if if it's not just money coming in from the uh, the registrations of the bicycles and the licensing, there's going to be money coming in all over the place from people that are just getting pulled over and harassed by the police. I uh, wish you good luck, and I hope that you and your bicycling brethren there in Oregon stand up to this and sister and thin. and yes, uh, and that you refuse to obey because that's the only thing that's going to put a stop to this. If you refuse. And, by, oh, by the way, visit our Shrine of Female listeners when you get a chance and uh, consider submitting your picture for the Shrine. We appreciate hearing from well, you tonight. You can do that at shrine.freetalklive.com. We continue, and we'll talk to Keith listening to WSC-FM in Charleston, South Carolina. Keith? Hello. Hey, you're on the air. Hey, how you guys doing tonight? Just uh, super. Um, What's on your mind, Keith? caller, uh, new listener. Welcome, sir. Um, I was listening to you guys. Uh, show and I was thinking about all of these cops and the 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 all everybody in the government. These people are really messed up. Uh, in my neighborhood alone, I have this young couple that likes to fuss and fight and argue, and they go out and they throw punches. And I see the cops always patrolling through my neighborhood. Mm-hmm. They're walking. They're on bikes. They're in cars, and they can't find anything else better to do than to mess with blue collar Joes like myself. Yeah, they're not going um, through the big. They're not going through the uh, the rich neighborhood looking for them. Oh yeah, I, and I live in a, a, a middle class 
uh, neighborhood too. Yeah. Um, and they pulled me over. I was I went to uh, Wendy's. I was going to get my girlfriend one night. It was about one o'clock, and I was pretty sure that I was following all the rules of the road, like you know they say. And this cop, he he was going down the road. And he finds this time to turn around inside this parking lot and put his bright spotlights in my car. They love that stuff. Well, hold on just a second. You said you were following all the rules of the road. Were you driving around black? Right. Yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> but then again, I don't have I don't have any any choice in that matter. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I don't want to hear your and, excuses, man. <laughs> you know, these guys here, you know, I'm not supposed to have a nice car, you know? And I'm going down this road, and I pull inside this laundromat, and this cop, he goes down the next block, and he turns on the block, shuts off all his lights, shuts his engine off until I pass by again through the stoplight and starts going down the road. Well, I start to slow down, pull over, and ask him, why is he following me? And, you know, he could not give me an excuse as to why he was behind my car following me. And the best excuse that he gave me was, there was a car, my car air freshener, the oh, little gosh. tree that I bought <laughs> at the family, the local family dollar store, and he said it was obstructing my vision. I'm oh, like, man. Okay, who are you to tell me who's obstruct, what's obstructing my vision? He's your better, see? Huh. He's uh, He is the master, and we are just the servants and the serfs and the see, slaves, and uh, you know, it's just sick. It's well, sad. The, the fact is, white America does not realize that this happens. Now, you know, they, they hear... If you're poor white, yeah, you get har- harassed, too. To I some mean, extent, uh, it, it's so... If you have a crappy car, you're going to get harassed um, you know, more than right. if you have a nice car. But, you know, if you're black, you're going to get harassed just as much in a crappy car as if, you, if you're in a nice car, and this is just the way it goes. And the fact is... White Americans don't know this happens. No, they don't. They just don't. They refuse to believe it. Now, I, you know, certainly there's racism on both sides of these tickets, but this isn't a racist issue. This is an issue of ignorance, and they simply don't know it's happening, and it is. Keith, I thank you. I thank wish you, we had Keith. more time. Call us next week. We'll talk to you again about whatever you want. It has been Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on Monday night for the weekday edition of the program. In the meantime, enjoy the rest of your weekend. And visit us online at freetalklive.com. Good night, everybody. Are you tired of feeling like you can't keep up with, let alone fight, the never-ending increases in government power? How do we, in one step, eliminate all these abuses and prevent them from returning again? The answer is simple. We must control the money. If it weren't for the Federal Reserve System and the so-called income tax, our government could have never become what it is today. Elite financier Rothschild arrogantly admitted, Permit me to issue and control the money of a nation, and I care not who makes its laws. That statement says it all. If others control the money, we cannot limit government growth or power. Under our current monetary system, we are slaves to the financial elite. Take the time to learn how this corrupt system works. Purchase a copy of Dishonest Money today. Learn the system, fight it, and abolish the one scam that funds all the rest. Dishonest Money. Available at Amazon or DishonestMoney.com. You ever have one of those days where everything goes right? 
first, I get the best parking space at work. Tonight, I have a date with a very lovely Rachel. And today, I gave a killer presentation in Sydney, finalized the contract in London, and demoed our new product in Boston. Online, from my desk, with WebEx. WebEx lets me take meetings and give presentations from my desk. I just talk to clients on the phone, and they watch what's happening on my desktop from their desktop. So I can travel the world and still be here for my date tonight with Rachel. Travel less, meet online. Go to WebEx.com and try WebEx free. Just click the radio graphic and enter promo code 600 to get a free trial and a free webcam, too. Remember that code, 600, to qualify for the free webcam. WebEx, now part of Cisco and used by more than 5.5 million people every month. Give it a try, free. Go to WebEx.com and enter the promo code 600. W-E-B-E-X.com. Free webcams available while supplies last. Terms and restrictions apply. See website for details.